right, welcome back to the <laughs> Millennial Meltdown podcast. Uh, here today with Cam Sneed. Thanks for being here, dude. Oh yeah, thank you. That's a fucking tight ass intro, bro. Thanks, man. I'm so glad you played that. <laughs> that was made by my homie uh, Trash Snow. Um, forgot his DJ name up in Flagstaff. DJ Snowplow. Yeah, he made that for me. Fuck, almost three years ago now. So, I can't, can't believe I have my own intro. I need to get a new one. I want to get one with, like, uh, you know, audio clips of, like, old podcasts and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, like, you know. Highlights. things. But, working on it. We'll get there. I dig it. Yeah, been working on a new logo and shit, too. Um, Josh J- Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's working Tattoo on one for me. Um, yeah. And then I'm going to have Josh Boyle start editing something, I think. Wow, you're you're working. I'm trying you're stepping to it up. Trying to, dude. You got an LLC yet? Um, <laughs> it's in the works. No. no, I don't yet, but I've thought about it for sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know what re- means really. I just know it's a thing. If you're like about your business, you know. Oh really? I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I studied uh, business in college before I switched my major, so I uh, I studied even. I had a business law class even studying shit about like llc's and like the oh, differences right. of like yeah liability and all that bullshit and then you got bored and switched <laughs> fuck yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i switched to film because i was like dude i want to i legit was like i'd rather have fun you just college. lost interest huh yeah yeah fuck yeah i would have done the same thing well i probably would have started with film i probably wouldn't even go to college if i didn't really like if it was something i knew i wouldn't like you know yeah uh, so I mean, what is your story? Did you go to college? Did you where are you no. from? Where'd you graduate? How'd you get to Phoenix? Are you from Phoenix? Uh, no. So I was born in California. I was born in. Uh, I was raised in Indio, California. It's like on the way to L.A. Okay. You know, it's like you know, like Coachella Fest. Yeah. Like that's like the backyard. Okay. It's that whole area. Um. So yeah, I was born out there. Um. And then uh, I was homeschooled. <laughs> okay. so i just graduated at a you know the sneed high school that's interesting <laughs> yeah what was that like being homeschooled um it was all right i still had like friends and shit so thankfully i didn't end up super weird like yeah. i definitely should have ended up more weird than i am were you into like but, stuff uh, like sports or like you yeah know? yeah i would like meet up with friends and still like played basketball and shit okay football all that like had friends through church and through the neighborhood and things like that so okay. um so yeah, it was. Uh, I don't really know any different, you know. So I don't really know what I missed out on, other than like everyone else talking about school. But at the end of the day, it's still just like school to yeah. me, you know. That's interesting, man. Yeah. I'm not sure I've met anyone who is homeschooled. Yeah. <laughs> at, at least not not like. I mean, you're homeschooled fully, like from. Yeah, yeah, I've never set foot From inside of a 18. inside of a public school. Yeah, that's wild. I mean, I know people who like, you know, switched to homeschooling like in high school or whatever, you know, but never just fully homeschooled. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. It is it is weird. Yeah, man, you're way more normal than I was. <laughs> yeah. It was a setup. I should have turned out like a fucking, you know, real quack, but That's funny. Have you ever talked about I that? I think on I'm stage? doing okay. Is that mic okay? Do you mean, you mean It's falling. It? It's getting a little limp on me, you but need I to tighten it. I'm trying to keep it up. Uh, I don't know. I think it's just too heavy. I can come over there and tighten it. Hold on. I think I'm tightening it. Sorry, it's setting you up for failure. Oh, that's good. 
and then let's go like that. Yeah, maybe it's the way I have it positioned, huh? Don't hit it with your beer. And you're good today. There we go. Okay, I get it now. It's the positioning of the arm. Sorry, dude. I set you up for failure. No, it's good. I should have known. I should have. I should have. You know, know how these things work. Set you up for failure on the fucking <laughs> microphone. The first podcast I did with Devante, he fucking ripped the whole arm off the table. <laughs> he was trying to adjust it, and it wasn't, like, super clamped down to the table and just fucking ripped oh. off. He's like, what do I do? He's, like, holding it up. He's <laughs> just, like, holding a little like, robot holy arm. Holy shit, man. Uh, shout out to Devante. He sounds like he was the worst podcast guest ever. <laughs> oh, man. He was a lot of fun, dude. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking homie. forward to doing some more with Devante for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's been out here. He's been working. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's nice to be able to see everyone again, honestly, like in a normal capacity. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people came back to comedy. Uh, I mean, last year, a lot sooner than I did. Yeah. But yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you, like, how has it been for you since you've been back? Like, I've definitely been seeing out like a lot more. Yeah, I mean, the scene. honestly, it feels the same. Uh, it feels fucking. Um, I mean, I have several thoughts on it. It's it's interesting how um, Arizona, I mean, we don't care about COVID anymore. Right, Going yeah. The crowded bars, I mean, I was very hesitant. I did get COVID last year. Um, I got it over Christmas. Oh, shit. Yeah. When I was telling you I was hanging out with uh, my wife's family, uh-huh. we all got COVID. Oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a we, bomb there or something. We, huh? drove home, we drove home Christmas Day with covid um my mother-in-law woke up um feeling shitty christmas morning and she had like a little tickle in her throat like christmas eve type of thing no she's like i feel really shitty and i was like i'm sorry we're leaving and she's (sighs) like what like you know you don't have to like freak out about it like and i was like no, like this, like everything. You just had a feeling, you think? Everything or? in my body says this is like, we should not be around you right now. Yeah. Like, and I even said like any other year, any other like time, I'd be like, oh, that's unfortunate. You know, hope you feel better. But I was like in the peak of the pandemic, right, I was like, right, we yeah. have to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we drove home and in that night, I mean, I, I was, I was starting to feel really shitty. And the <sighs> next day I was like full blown sick. Next day after that, two days, like, after being exposed, like, full fever, body aches. Damn. Like, I mean, it was the worst illness I ever had in my entire life. Yeah. And everyone who was there got it pretty much? Yeah. Shit. And we all had different symptoms. You know, my father-in-law had no symptoms at all. Felt fine the whole time. Tested positive for two weeks. Oh, but he didn't have any symptoms? Nothing. Huh. Yeah. We all had entirely different symptoms. Damn. Um... My cousin, in-law, whatever, uh, had, like, a really bad cough. Like, you know, extremely bad. Yeah. I had no lung issues, even though I'm a smoker. Yeah. So, like, that was fascinating Your breathing was fine? Yeah. Totally energy? fine. You had fine no, energy? Energy, I was shot. I oh, mean, okay. I mean, I was full flu symptoms, but I didn't have, like, a cough and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is just fascinating. Now I'm going on a tangent about COVID. <laughs> but the long way of saying, like... After that, I mean, I, I tried to take COVID, like, more seriously than I was. Right, right, you yeah. Because, like, 
Had for me, it was way. like, yeah, for me, it was <laughs> like, I, I get it now. I was like, I fully understand. Yeah, you're like, this shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. So I was like super cautious. And I just told myself, like, I was like, I'll just wait to do comedy again until I get vaccinated. Yeah. And then, so that's when I came. I mean, I got vaccinated and I was back doing open mics like a week later. Yeah. Um, yeah, but who says you're safe? I mean, look at Chris Paul. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, <laughs> but I do feel more safe, you know? Vaccination like, probably. Um, but after I had, I mean, after I had COVID, I was probably fine to go out and do open mics. Like I had antibodies or whatever. Yeah. That's what I was wondering too. But I I just wanted to be more conscientious of like, you know, yeah, not going out in January and like like being, I don't know. It's just one of those weird things, man. It was such a weird thing to navigate, you know? Yeah. Um, Well, you got it and you got vaccinated. So now you're like double protected. That's how I feel. Double. Yeah. Yeah. Double bagging it. Um, but coming back to comedy, like I was almost done with my first year before COVID ended. So I kind of feel like I'm finishing my first year of comedy now. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I get what you mean. So that's really challenging. Cause it's like, yeah, my like two year anniversary is coming up, but really it's like, yeah, like a year <laughs> doing comedy. A hiatus. Yeah. And so that's something Forced I've hiatus. been kind of dealing with in my head of like, you know, I'm not two years in, I'm a year in. Like, right. I don't have two years of experience. I have a, a year of experience. Yeah. I mean, unless you kept working, you know, during like, if you were still writing or, you know, like if you're doing some Zoom shows or whatever, like if you're yeah, trying I kind of, I would say that's still considered, you know, something. I did like three Zoom shows, maybe four Zoom shows. Yeah. And it just I know they're rough. Yeah. It wasn't the same. <laughs> it didn't feel right, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I gave it a shot. Yeah. Hey, know? that's something. That's something, you know, um, no one else was doing that. But I'm like always writing in some capacity. Like, I mean, I got a screenwriting degree, like I've been working on like a new script and stuff. So yeah. it's like, I do write in some capacity. It's not yeah. always comedy, but I mean, yeah, COVID, I definitely wasn't focused on comedy, you know, it's like, right, right. I mean, and I was, I mean, like a lot of people, I mean, I was definitely depressed for a few months, just like yeah. fucking stuck at home, fucking yeah. like dealing with shit. Like yeah. I didn't feel funny. Like, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Everyone had that like bottom of the barrel moment during, yeah. <laughs> during COVID. And it wasn't experiencing things to write jokes about. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know? So but it sounds like you channeled the, like towards just other things creatively, you absolutely. know, you started streaming and, yeah. and writing other stuff, you know? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, if I'm not doing comedy, I'm always going to be doing something yeah. creative. You know, that's, I mean, that's my passion. 100% of the time, that's what I want to do. I want to fucking make money creatively, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, But fucking. Like, you don't really care. Like, you don't have, like, a specific, like, you just want to get paid to do, to create. Like, you don't want to, it doesn't have to be, like, a screenwriting or comedy or fucking For me, whatever. I feel like. like I feel like I want it to be all of them. Yeah. You know? Um, I mean, I've written eight movies. Damn. So it's not like it's not like I'm struggling to, like, write a screenplay, you know, or, like, anything. It, it's like I feel like one day I will sell one, you yeah. know, or hopefully all have of them. You tried, you, have you tried selling them? Yeah. Know? I mean, it's just such, I don't know a, how that works, it's so. such a hard road to navigate. Like, it's such a sending out emails, like, you know trying to like get notice entering contests like oh really is that how it works yeah i mean dang if you win a big screenwriting contest i mean that's the easiest way to sell your script to get in yeah yeah huh because i feel like i've always heard well i don't know i feel like a lot of times i hear about people who like just go to la and then they're they just start by like 
selling screen screenplays or whatever you know like the and then yeah. next thing you know they're like become a, more of a regular writer for like you know directors or whatever and the next yeah. thing you know they're like in the business right but they make it sound like you can just go there and hop in and like you know pedal fucking <laughs> your right. writing you know right but i don't I, know if it works that way i feel like we always hear the stories of like how people succeeded but it's like we never hear like the oh yeah but i was struggling for 10 years before that like right you yeah know I mean? yeah it's like yeah i sold a script and then got this writing job but it's like yeah but i was a, a waiter for 10 years like, yeah yeah chilling trying to like get meetings with people just skip the boring part i guess huh yeah <laughs> right <laughs> um but yeah dude to fucking not be so high about it and answer your question coming back to comedy has been the shit um it's been it's been a really uh like humbling experience in the sense of like like i know i'm I'm finishing my first year and i know i have a lot of work to do and i know i have a long way to go and i know um you know like the path is not easy in comedy in any capacity yeah oh it's a grind (laughs) yeah um and also i just feel like i I appreciate it more now yeah because it's like i mean it before covid there was three or four mics a a night yeah you know yeah and and i wasn't super invested into it i mean it was like i was getting more invested into it but my first few months it was just like you know i was trying to figure it out yeah i was hitting one mic a week and shit like that and then i started going to three or four a week and four or five a week you know what i mean um and i was finally getting invested and then like and then it all stopped and Coming back, I feel um, I feel more like it, it, like talking to people about it. I feel more like I'm a sophomore now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like I feel like people remember me. Like, yeah, people recognize me. You're I'm like not known like, around the scene. Yeah, I'm not like one of the open micers that's brand new anymore. That people kind of are dismissing. Like, hey man, yeah, we'll see if you're here in six months, type of thing. Right, right. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, which is a nice feeling that I didn't have before COVID, really. Yeah. Um, which is just, I mean, comes with time. I feel yeah, like for yeah, everyone. Pretty much, yeah. Just like kind of the natural progression of things, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, I feel like the biggest way I could sum it up of like, it's, it's really nice to feel like I'm progressing in that capacity, but also just every time I get on stage, I appreciate it so much more than I did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it that way, but it definitely like makes you appreciate, you know, like, stage time you know like yeah it used to be so easy and now you can tell like everybody's hungry but there's just such limited like stage time just because things are just getting to start back up you know yeah i don't have three mics a day like we used to right or like uh open mics at the improv anymore or um you know like some of the other opportunities to like get stage time aren't there anymore yeah yeah so yeah, it's it's interesting, but they'll come back, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's all a matter of time. Yeah, as long as nothing crazy happens. <laughs> yeah, how's it been the for you, man? I mean, how's it? You you got back out there. I mean, earlier last year, and shit. Yeah, I was going crazy when like things were like shut down. Like like fuck, it was a whole like <laughs> like a uh, curfew and everything. Like man, it was like rough for a second. Mm-hmm. So pretty much as soon as they're like. I just want stage time wherever it's at. So as soon as there was an open mic, I was, I was out there. Um, so yeah, I, I was even doing the zoom mics too, even though they were rough. I still was just like, I, I got, it keeps me writing, you know? Yeah. 
and if uh if i write something then i want to try it and it kind of helps me like keep going you know what i mean so yeah absolutely um so yeah, i just tried to <laughs> it was rough but i tried to just get up where i could and and try jokes out and not go crazy you know yeah but uh um but thankfully i also i was uh i was busy working you know so i still had my day job and then yeah just went home and tried to write and keep busy being creative you know yeah what do you do for a day job if you don't mind me asking you uh, absolutely don't have to say no it doesn't matter i mean <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, i'm a hitman you know but uh <laughs> no i uh i'm in uh construction plumbing oh okay yeah yeah okay i think you told me that before yeah yeah it's cool it's uh pays the bills yeah it's whatever it's rough yeah that's how i feel about my job dude yeah yeah <laughs> it's purely a job i mean i'm good at it but it's like a purely i feel like it, it pays my bills yeah it gives me the life i can afford yeah exactly that i want um we live live pretty cozy you know? yeah absolutely live a cozy life yeah but i want to do creative shit 100 percent all the time yeah, yeah 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 that's what that's my thing too is like there's i say i say that there's only two things in the world that i care about and that's money and and laughter yeah so if i can combine them to where i'm making money off of making people laugh that's that's my dream yeah (laughs) that's all i want (laughs) absolutely man yeah have you started a podcast or anything um i used to have a podcast like when i like last i think it was in my first year a little bit after my first year with uh one of the other comics that started with me he's not around anymore but his name was uh sam via some people might remember him uh yeah but yeah we had a podcast he's not around anymore like he just doesn't do comedy um or yeah i don't know (laughs) I did the podcast with him, and then like it just kind of like fell apart. It was called Crash Dummies. Okay, yeah, I heard of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Like I heard nothing but good things about it, and I could tell that we, me and Sam, like gelled together really well. And we could have gone uh, far with it, I think, but it just fell apart. Um, he was like in college and stuff, and he was just kind of a fidgety person who didn't really focus on things. Yeah, <laughs> like. You know, he was always hopping between uh, projects and shit. Um, so, yeah, that it fell apart. And then and then COVID happened. And then I like hit him up, like tried to hit him up a little bit later, you know, just to check in on him, say what's up. Um, but he was always like the kind of person like he doesn't have social media or anything like he's like very like he he's like a flip phone kind of guy. You know what I mean? So his number had changed and oh, I don't, I had no way of getting a hold of him. So I really don't know where he's at right now. I just like to think, you know, he's uh, out in Mexico somewhere. Uh, <laughs> Interesting. Okay. But, uh, you know, shout out to Sam V. I'm sure he's all right. He's a, uh, he's a smart kid. That's pretty legit though. But yeah, that was a, uh, it was a lot of fun doing that podcast. That was cool. Um, it was a good time. And since then I've been, uh, I've hopped on, uh, the comedy advice podcast. Okay. With, uh, Stefan Satani uh i've worked with him doing some things it's a he did a live podcast once that was fun but other than that it's just kind of i'm mostly just doing open mics and shows and stuff yeah that's fair sorry fucking with this camera and for everyone listening out there we're watching the suns game on my other monitor here <laughs> so uh gonna be a little distracted for yeah you at, get a at live at least uh, another 30 <laughs> minutes or so <coughs> yeah uh, and i'm actually because i'm from california so i'm actually a lakers fan yeah so to see oh, I know. the the suns and the clippers in the western conference finals uh i wouldn't be mad if the clippers beat the suns yeah <laughs> dude i bet <laughs> but you know it's whatever the suns are looking good right now 
Did you ever? Are you, do you ever play any sports? Or are you much of a played them all. sports person? Yeah, yeah I played them all. Yeah, growing up, I played everything: soccer, baseball, basketball, football. Damn. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up a sports kid for sure. Uh, baseball was my go-to. I mean, if I yeah. had to pick one sport to play, baseball is my shit. You're good at it, huh? Yeah, I loved it. Um, yeah, I mean, I was super into to baseball. Um, like twelve, thirteen, that was like like my prime. I felt like you know, like yeah. uh, <laughs> like I, I was on you know minor league, and then I was on traveling league. Um, after so it's like i played at one point like 18 months of like straight baseball damn yeah and i mean you're it just was going just in, so huh? fun. yeah we were going to tournaments in vegas like traveling league tournaments and stuff like and that was at you were 13 yeah yeah and then um just getting older maturing more um started smoking weed and stuff uh, i just kind of got out of sports yeah and <laughs> got into other shit um and then, yeah, I just stopped playing sports altogether in high school. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you didn't even play in high school? Mm-mm. Oh, okay. No. So, so, you, like, really did just, like, peak at, yeah. at 13. Yeah. Like, and then after that, you started smoking weed. And it was all downhill yeah, after that, huh? Absolutely, yeah. I started smoking <laughs> weed in seventh grade. Oh, shit. Uh, stopped playing sports in, like, ninth grade. and Became yeah. a fucking rebel or what? Yeah, I mean, just got into video games, got into other shit. Like, just, I mean, got into chicks, you know? Yeah, just, yeah. Um, yeah, just, I mean, just got out of it, but I mean, I'm still, I love sports. I mean, I had Cardinal season tickets for a number oh, of shit, years. Oh shit, really? Yeah. Dang. Um, I love during the rough D- years. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and some of the good ones. Yeah. I mean, when we won the NFC championship to go to the Super Bowl, I was there. Oh, you were there? Yeah. Oh, damn. Um, so that was, I mean, the most amazing feeling as a easy sports fan driving out of the stadium and. Everyone was honking and cheering, hanging yeah. out the windows. People who live near the stadium were all lining the fucking street on the sidewalks. Just cheering. Just waving flags. <laughs> I mean, it was unreal, man. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, always. I mean, I'll be into sports forever. I mean, like, being, like, in baseball was always my dream. Like, in college, I always thought about, like, maybe I should just go try out, like, for a really? fucking minor league um something yeah i mean even like i played um men's softball up in flag stuff yeah and uh, i was always super against it i was like i don't want to play softball <laughs> and then once i got into it i was like dude this is just as fun as playing baseball man. yeah 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 um and i would love to play softball again yeah yeah um you liked it better than baseball no i was just as an adult i mean it is it's oh, just okay, fun yeah. playing on a men's softball team you know yeah when yeah you yeah. can't play baseball yeah i got you um we had a kickball league in college and I was on a, I was like captain of a kickball team and shit. Like I love. You play like all versions of baseball. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I love competitive really anything. Like if you like competitive base sports. Yeah, if you're like, hey, you want to play this card game and like bet five dollars, I'd be like, all right, dude, let's yeah. fucking play. Dude, that's tight. I'm the same way. Yeah, I'm very competitive. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard sometimes. I just really, I I really love winning. And I also really, really hate losing. I'm you know with you I mean? there, man. <laughs> so <it's> like, <laughs> and I just don't get why you wouldn't try to win. You yeah, know? play to win. Yeah. yeah. Like what's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm what's the type the of guy who's like, wait, I don't, 
I don't understand playing for fun. Yeah, like, 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 you don't like winning. I don't understand what's going on. Yeah, here. <laughs> I struggle with that a lot, dude. Like people are like, dude, we're just trying to have fun here, and I'm like, well, I mean, <laughs> you might be. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, <laughs> you have fun being a loser. Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense That's to me. That's how it I compute. feel, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like playing Call of Duty Warzone, like it's a battle royale where you know you're yeah. trying to be the last person alive. Yeah. And, like, you know, some people are like, oh, dude, I got six kills in a game. Like, that's a good game. I'm like, not if you didn't win, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Like, <laughs> Were you the last man standing or not? Yeah. I'm like, the object <laughs> of the game is win, not get six kills, bro. Yeah. Like, fuck. Yeah. Um, are you, like, a rage gamer? Like, do you, are, are you, like, do you get angry? Oh, like, absolutely. Like, because you're competitive? You absolutely. I mean? Yeah. Um, but in the sense of, like, I just want to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you like, never like, like I've never smashed a controller. Yeah. I've never broken a screen. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, no, I've never been. I mean, I respect my equipment. You know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I spent good. Yeah, money you would think, it. but I've had plenty of friends who <laughs> don't I'm, respect yeah, their equipment or anyone else's. It's just uh, if they black out, you know, and they yeah. <laughs> next thing you know, they have to buy a new screen. I've never been that guy. I feel like I always just lived in the fear of my mom beating my ass. You know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude yeah i'm always fucking like i'm always down to do like anything competitive like i remember playing mini golf one time and like yeah. my mom was like you need to like fucking tone it down dude <laughs> you're scaring like, your nieces <laughs> i was like i'm sorry i'm just fucking i'm just trying to find trying to fucking get in in one shot you know like fucking, <laughs> like, <laughs> this fucking fake ass alligator's pissing me off god damn it <laughs> Keeps closing his mouth. That Billy Madison scene where he's all, or uh, Happy Gilmore scene oh, where yeah. he's all fucking angry at the mini golf course. <laughs> That's me for sure. I'm like this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just tear up the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, I feel like I've gotten better at it. Like I learn to kind of tone it down when I'm around people who I just know aren't like, like I'm. I'm only, I've learned to only get into it if I can see someone else is into it, you know? Yeah. Because it only really means something to me if you want to win. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it make, it means even more to beat someone who wants to win, yeah. right? <laughs> so, it's like, absolutely. if I notice someone's being competitive about it, I'm like, all right, we got a game here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's how I am just in nature. Like, like at uh, Josh Harrison's uh, Monday Night Mike. Um yeah, he's been killing that. That's been that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, um, like Jacoby is always playing chess there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, and so like the first time I the first time I met Jacoby, uh, he was like, "Hey, you can't sign up on the list unless you're gonna play chess." <laughs> and I was like, "All right, man, I'll play chess with you." I was like, "What?" <laughs> have to make up these weird rules man I was like, yeah he's asked me to play chess with i you. was like i put my name on the list and i walked over i was like what's going on man he's like you want to play i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he beat me and he was talking so much shit <laughs> i mean just like mad shit like yeah. oh this will be over quick don't worry yeah. like you know same oh he's shit a like talker that. Yeah. yeah and like it just motivated me i was like i'm gonna beat your ass in this game dude yeah and uh and he beat me the first game and then i was like hey i'm gonna go inside and watch the mic and do my set and then i'll come back and I'm play run it back again. Huh? yeah <laughs> and he's like all right for sure and i played him again and then i beat him oh hell yeah and yeah, he yeah. was still talking so much shit he's like oh it'll be over quick don't worry like second time like you know yeah and i beat him and he was like damn you know pretty good job man like you got me <laughs> he wasn't saying much then huh and then yeah and then naturally he like needed to beat me a couple more times i think to <laughs> to get it across <laughs> you to guys me, kept kept playing yeah 
Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I it, like he's into chess, and that made me like sit down and be like, all right, dude, I'll be into chess with you right now. Like, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Um, and yeah, he told me I was the only only the second comedian to ever beat him at chess. So. Oh shit. Yeah, I felt really oh, good hey, about yeah. it. Yeah, I was like, all right, dude. I was like, fuck it, bro. <laughs> I was like, so you take chess pretty seriously? Yeah, then. yeah. And I always like, see him playing people. And he's like, oh yeah, I've played against grandmasters and like all sorts. I was like, oh, you take it very uh, seriously. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, yeah, he keeps it a little to go. <laughs> chess, yeah. Chess set with him. But that type of shit, like seeing people like that, like into something like that makes makes me like get more into it because yeah like, cool man yeah exactly like, feed off your energy on this chess site yeah okay I'll, I'll go there with you yeah and i'm a big chess dork too dude i was in chess club as a kid and shit so, oh really yeah damn yeah i love chess it's just such a mind game yeah yeah i'm not that great at it like i just play on my phone and even then i only play the computer because i don't yeah <laughs> i uh i don't know i i I sometimes I'm a fr- like I have a big fear of it's the same way I don't gamble because like there's this part of me that is unsure that I know really how to play the game you know like the same with like poker I wouldn't put money on it like I'm just so I don't want to get into it unless I feel like I know what I'm doing and I have a decent chance of winning yeah you know what I mean that's fair <laughs> so I'm still like you like knowing the odds and shit yeah yeah I love gambling too I have a very uh very addictive personality yeah for sure, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm very. Aware How'd you learn of it. that? How'd I learn that? Yeah, like I what mean, was your first like? I just think I'm very self-aware. Um, but like your whole life, whenever you like got into something, you like I dive. We're addicted it. to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, very, and I'm very, um, I'm very obsessive. Just on, just in general, um, like if there's a problem. Or, like, you know, if you're like, hey, I'm having trouble with this, like, I'll think about it all day. Like, oh, you know right, yeah, like, problem like, solver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so, like, I've just always been like that. And so, like, I, I have to be very aware of, like, I could sit down at, like, a roulette table for eight hours. Really? Yeah, 100%. Then what problem would you be solving? <laughs> no, no, it's just, like, the, the addiction. Your gambling problem? The addiction of potentially winning. Like, it's just, like, right. it's overcoming. It's the same way I feel about video games, like. It's the reason I can't play, like, huge games like World of Warcraft and stuff anymore. I just get so sucked into them. It, like... Oh, yeah. you just, like, yeah. It overwhelms me, man. You really do get enveloped, like... Yeah. Is it the... think about it all the day. idea of winning, or, like, it's just, like, the task? Yeah, both. Like, the, I mean, Yeah. It's just yeah. the whole thing, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, just, That's like, why the all achievement these aspect, like, just... Yeah. But I get that way with everything. I mean, I get that way with podcasting. I get that way with comedy. Like, it's yeah. just... No, yeah, that's good. I mean, as long as you know how to channel it, you can like yeah. do a lot of great things. Obviously, you know, you got this all, you figured it out, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and now you're rolling. Yeah. And it's like the type of shit I got really obsessed with podcasting and equipment for two months. Yeah. And then I like, I got it all and set it up and like, I was able to like, let it go. Like I, like I accomplished the task. Yeah. Like you, <laughs> you did it. Like you knew what you were doing and you're yeah. Like, yeah. Mission accomplished. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> know how to podcast. <laughs> Just the strangest fucking thing, man. Yeah, I, don't I wish even I was know like that. Where we got started on the, uh, oh, you mentioned gambling. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know I could never live in Vegas. Like, yeah. Like I know. Like I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Know? Man, I'm pretty bad about it, too. It's one of those things that I kind of, it's the same thing. Like I just kind of try to avoid it because I know, like, I would, like, like, I just, it's hard to, to, 
Yeah, I guess it's just the idea of winning that to turn down, like, you know, any chance, like, to make something more exciting, you know? Like, yeah. I was betting on the Lakers game just because it's, like, it's my fucking, you know, it's the Lakers, you know? Why not? Yeah. And also saying not not betting on them means that I don't have faith in them, right? So yeah. it's like, well, I got to do it now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, but, yeah, it's the same at casinos and everything. Even the little the slot machines I like. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, when FanDuel opens up sports betting in Arizona, like we just passed sports betting, you yeah. know, this year. When that opens, I'm in trouble for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'll be b- betting on every UFC fight. Oh, that shit. I watch, like, you know. And I'll definitely have to, like, I don't know if there's shit in that app where you can limit how much you can bet. Oh, like, I'm right. Sure yeah, there's like, some kind of cap. <laughs> like, hey, you hit $200 this month, dude. You got to <laughs> knock it off. Uh, I'm ha- I'm going to have to set that and shit for yeah. sure. Yeah. So it's, like, very easy for you to just go, like, without even thinking about it. Like, if oh, you're yeah. sitting at a casino, then you're just, like, you just zone out for <laughs> for hours the next thing you Absolutely, know. Absolutely, man. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I took my wife yeah, playing roulette one time. <laughs> and, I mean, we sat at the roulette table for, like, four hours. And she's like, what time is it? I was like, uh, 2.30 in the morning. <laughs> she's like, what? And I was like, uh, yeah, we've been sitting here for, like, four hours, almost four and a half hours. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what? And I'm like, yeah, it's, it's fun, right? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, yeah, she must have been into it, too, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were doing good. We're winning. My wife's a blast, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Getting her into stuff like that that she's never done before. She's just like, yeah. oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was her first time. Like That was in Vegas? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, we went to Vegas for... We've gone to Vegas together a couple times. Um, but we went for my 27th birthday and to see Blink-182 a couple years ago. Oh, cool, They're cool. They're doing their... Uh, vegas residency oh they have a residency out there they did just that oh. year oh okay, okay so i was like I, I would really like to go I'm, yeah i was like this is like historic shit like yeah 182 has a residency in vegas <laughs> uh and it was cool it was like just them they didn't have like an opener or anything it's just it's just, just them doing their came thing came out huh? and played for like an hour and 45 all the minutes. hits yeah. yeah it was pretty rad all the small things i love blink 182 dude I grew up, that was my jam as a kid, pop punk. Yeah. Metal yeah. music. Like, like, uh, good Charlotte? Did you ever listen to Good Charlotte? Oh, yeah, uh, I love Good Charlotte, man. I still listen to Good Charlotte. Uh, I still listen to all that shit I listened really? to as a teenager. Green yeah. Day. Green Day, yep. Owned every Green Day album. Yeah. Um, AFI? Did you ever listen to AFI? Yep. Okay, cool. You're like the first person I met in a long time that <laughs> remembers AFI. Yeah. I listen <laughs> I to like, AFI. It was like a weird phase of my life where I was in AFI. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm still like my Chemical Romance um, just started touring before COVID. Like, oh, really? Shut it down. And I, I mean, know they're still out here. Well, they broke up and then they like got back together. They've been broke up for like 10 years. Yeah. So I was and like, and they had I, just gotten back together. Yeah. And we're going to go on. They were touring and everything. They played like two shows before COVID. And uh, I wanted to go. Me and my buddy talked about going. They played one show in LA. Tickets were like $200 though. And I was like, eh. I was like, that's like a fucking music festival ticket. Like, yeah, like, that's, yeah. I was like, I can wait for them to come to Phoenix and I'll pay $50 to see them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Damn, that's a lot just for one show. Yeah. I mean, it was like, hey, it's a reunion show. And it was, yeah. I mean, it was sold out in 10 minutes. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you have the following. You can go far with it. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I love fucking all that emo shit. Emo music as a kid. Pop punk music. I still love it today. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's like mainly what you listen to. You're just jamming out to fucking. <laughs> to yeah. The... I mean, I mean, I don't listen to a whole lot of music all the time anymore, but yeah, on a road trip and stuff, I'll throw on a pop punk playlist for sure. You only listen. <laughs> you only listen to music like on road trips. Like you don't even. You're not a music guy. You don't. Like not like a whole lot anymore. Like in my car is the main time I listen to music for sure. Yeah. Um. Just because. I mean, now I work eight to five. Can't really listen to music a whole lot during the day. Oh, you can't listen to music while working. Um. Well, or you're on the phone or. or sometimes whatever. I'll throw on music. Um. But a lot of time I'll just throw on a podcast now. Oh yeah, yeah. You know. Get, yeah. I just got super into podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I started listening to Joe Rogan like seven years ago yeah um and that became like my go-to during work i worked at nau in an office and i just sit there and listen to joe rogan like that was when he yeah. was live so, oh okay so like i'd have it like i'd be like yeah at one o'clock like joe rogan will be on like throw it on youtube oh and yeah and watch yeah yeah listen Damn, to so it you're like work. a hardcore yeah yeah follower huh yeah i was always super into it and then now i mean now there's just so many fucking podcasts to listen to yeah yeah, it gets it gets to be a lot sometimes. Like yeah. sometimes I I I kind of fluctuate. Like sometimes I'll be in like a mood where I want to hear a conversation or like you know people talking shit or something that'll make me laugh. Yeah. But a lot of times I kind of just want to like zone out and listen to music, you know. Yeah. Especially like when I'm working, it's hard to pay attention anyway. So it's like yeah, I'll just jam out. Helps the time pass. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, when I want a task, <laughs> when I want to like get a task done, I'll listen to music. Um. But I grew up listening to like a lot of uh, oldies with my dad, and and oldies like Tom Petty, like fucking oh yeah, Bob yeah. Seger, Bob yeah. Dylan, and shit. Yeah, I listen to all that too. And I'll still like throw on that like classic rock station, listen to yeah. that shit. Like, yeah, still sing every word, you know. The Eagles. Listen to Aerosmith. Yeah. yeah, the Eagles. Um, and then my brother was really into my older brother was really into like heavy metal growing up, so big into metallica slipknot oh okay yeah, yeah, yeah um so i got super into those like i've been to a slipknot concert with my brother i really yeah i went to a huge metallica concert in san francisco a couple years ago damn i bet that was lit it was amazing <laughs> and i was like up front uh by the stage so i caught a pick at the end of the show when they were throwing pics oh really in the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so i have a metallica pick in my room well that's cool yeah um so i mean Big fan of all different kinds of music. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you have a range. Yeah. <laughs> My Chemical Romance to uh, Metallica. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. I'll throw on some other shit, too. Have you been to any shows, like concerts or anything, since stuff has started popping back up? Um, Not, not post-COVID, no. Um, the last concert I went to was Dashboard Confessional last year. Oh, okay. Um, at the Van Buren. Um, but there's more coming, and I would love to go see some. It's like, for me, it's like I'm getting so much older that I'm like, it has to be like a band I, I like want to fucking see. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. if you're like, oh, you want to go see this band on Friday night that you never heard you're, of? Yeah, like, yeah, probably not, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a lot, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we could like fucking smoke a blunt and put on their Spotify or something. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I get that. What about you, man? I mean, what did you grow up listening to? And do you have, like, siblings or anything? I feel like we just glossed over your uh, homeschooling My weirdo. Enough, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just <laughs> skipped that. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I listen to everything, pretty much everything. I listen to a lot of oldies music, rap. Uh, you want to like Metallica. Yeah, sure, I'll chug this one. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I have, I'm in a family of six. So, I have, uh, I'm the oldest of four. I'm, I'm, I have a younger brother who's, uh couple years younger than me a sister who's 21 and then i have a baby sister who's like five five right now oh wow six yeah so my parents had like a late one are they still homeschooling (laughs) what's that and are they still homeschooling yep (laughs) okay yeah it's uh um and what do your parents do well uh wait did you say that already uh no my dad he's uh he's had his own business for a while um, doing leak detection okay out in california with the preppy uh palm springs people you know that's cool so yeah it just finds leaks and pools and it's like he's been providing for you know family our whole life doing that so that's pretty legit been good yeah and it's kind of one of those things you know like when you grow up seeing that it kind of lays out the groundwork for you that it's like that you can still like make money and like provide for a family without having to like go to college or whatever like it's just like at the end yeah. of the day you just we're all trying to make money you know and there's very different ways to to get there yeah absolutely so it kind of was like it kind of took away that like pressure to like really pursue education you know it's so i think you know things could have been different but it's also like i also know i'm a hard worker and either way i'll end up paying the bills you know yeah what um did you graduate high school like early like did you graduate when you were like 16 because you're homeschooled or did you yeah like, pretty much like 16 okay. 17 it was just like a it was a ged thing though okay um, but it was a yeah it was like i got a ged why too. why fucking you know <laughs> drag it out you know yeah that's interesting yeah and that's the cool thing you know it's like you can kind of just like you're at home most of the time like it's 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 kind of nice you know like especially you know like i mean people through covid you know they i'm sure the parents hate it but kids you know for a while I'm sure they kind of liked having that break, being able to just like do homework and then play video games, you know, in between. And it's, it's a, it's a different vibe for sure. Yeah. What was your parents reasoning for homeschooling? Do you know? Um, you ever talked to them about it? Not really. I don't know. I think it's just kind of a, I don't know, like a, uh, I don't know really that's a good question yeah <laughs> i never asked them i just kind of like i said it's just all i've known you know yeah so i don't really think about it it's just like all right whatever yeah i mean it's just normal yeah yeah but i think i don't know they probably just don't trust all these fucking hood rat kids that's in, fair. In, in these public schools you know okay that's fair <laughs> all these public hood rat kids you know <laughs> <laughs> have you ever talked about being homeschooled on stage no, oh, no, you got to. Not really. I don't really talk about it much. Like this, this is pretty much the first time really like saying it. You know, you got it, man. You got to come up with a couple like. I know that's what I'm wondering, but it's like it's definitely like one of those things that I've kind of uh, I've struggled like finding the funny. It's just kind of yeah. been like, what what do I say? You know? Like, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of people will find it in, in, in interesting immediately yeah. when you bring it up. So I think it'll be one of those things that like hooks them in. 
Yeah. Um, so you could kind of like go wherever you wanted with it. Yeah, just finding the, yeah. Yeah. Dude, let me have one of those little Star Wars coasters over here. Those are pretty cool, huh? Yeah, these are sick. I got those at a swap meet in, uh, no way. In, uh, California. Damn, these are legit. Some lady makes them. Shout out, guys. Um, and you were never, like, interested in going to college or anything? Um, no, not really, because I'm, well, I mean, it, it was, like, an idea, but I didn't have, like, an idea of what I wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people just kind of jump into college because it's, like, just what you're supposed to do, but so many people I know just pick something because they, you know, they just don't know what else, and then they end up, you know, fucking managing a Denny's. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... So, yeah, I just didn't really know what I wanted to do, and it wasn't pushed on me, so I just ended up just getting straight to work and making money instead. Yeah, that's fair. But but more recently, I've thought about, like, uh, I don't know, kind of on a smaller level, like go, to going to community college or something just to, like, uh, pick up things, you know? Like, I feel like I've heard that you can learn how to sing by, like, joining a choir, you know? Like, they have choir at community college. For sure. And so I didn't know that was a thing. The I think that would be cool. Community college here is actually one of the biggest ones in the entire country. Oh, shit, really? Mm-hmm. In the country? Yeah. Like, the big, like out of all community colleges, it's... <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, do, Mar- they have, do they have choir? Maricopa Community College. Uh, maybe we could Google it. <laughs> I'm my own young Jamie. Um, <laughs> yeah, there you go. But, yeah, see, there's, like, more recently I've been thinking, like, maybe I can take advantage of these things and, like, learn the things that I want to learn now that I kind of know what I want to do. Like I want to get into the entertainment industry. So I want to like learn how to sing and like maybe join some sort of theater thing. That'd be cool. Like you like singing and Get shit? into acting. You like acting? Yeah. That's yeah. Cool. Just get, try to like learn how to be more talented have you know, you ever, than I already am. Have you ever been to like plays and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, no, I guess I've never been to like a play. I've been to like a dancing, like play thing, but there wasn't like, acting you know what i mean okay it's like an interpretive dance play kind of thing <laughs> would you be interested in doing that like going yeah. into a play oh I yeah for sure yeah i would love that yeah we should go to one sometime man have you been to ones out here um like one the, like theater just like, just one stuff? yeah um yeah there's a handful of theaters down here there's actually one in the scottsdale mall oh shit um pretty pretty cool theater in there um i've been meaning to go to a show there <laughs> But the one I went to was like downtown Phoenix, like a performing arts center. We went to um, Elf the musical. Okay. How uh, was that? My wife and I. It was great. Um, that that was the one in Scottsdale. No, that was like at downtown Phoenix, like at a performing arts center. Oh, or okay, okay, okay. Um, but the one in Scottsdale is nice. It's like a smaller theater. I just stopped by literally a couple weekends ago because. We were in the Scottsdale Mall, and there was a theater in there. I was yeah. like, babe, I'm going to go in. <laughs> She's yeah, like, yeah. okay. <laughs> I just went in and talked to the lady. I was like, you guys put on, like, plays and stuff here? She's like, well, we're starting to again. Oh, shit. Um, She's like, obviously, we, we weren't for, you know, seven or eight months because of COVID, but. Uh, Damn, we should go. Do they, did, they, did she tell you, like, what shows they have coming up or anything? Yeah, she gave me a flyer. They had two scheduled, but she's like, we'll have a lot more coming this fall. And I was like, oh, cool. You yeah. Know, check it out this fall. Yeah. Dude, anytime you want to go, let me know. I've been wanting to, like, be, like, support theater stuff more and go to... I've never been to, cool, you know, let's do play, it, really. Man. Like, I would love to do that. Um. Oh, man, now that I think about it, we have gone to a handful of plays here, just not not the plays I'm thinking of. We went to... We saw Hamilton at ASU. Oh, okay. Uh, we saw... 
That's like a play play. That's like a whole a thing, huge, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Broadway show. You'd <laughs> I'll probably forget en- that one. Probably enjoy that, man. That was a lot of fun. Um, and then we went to yeah, I see. Do shit like that. Um, what's the Wizard of Oz <laughs> one? That Wicked. Oh yeah, we went and saw it's Wicked like a modern, or that's where they're all black or something. No, it's just a. It's a about the Wicked Witch. Oh. It's just a show about her. It's a musical. Oh, Oz. That's the one. Where they're all yeah. black. I've always liked. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think. I think. I don't know. I've never seen it. Don't quote me, man. Jesus. No, you're the one that said that. The day after. Google it, Jamie. The day after Juneteenth, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, how don't did you me, celebrate? Don't get me in trouble. <laughs> I, I mean, just by tweeting racist stuff to my friends. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I've always been super into musicals and stuff, though. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, as a film person, I've always just been a big fan of everything. Yeah. Like theater wise, like right, film wise, the, like yeah, the arts to perform. Yeah, absolutely. So going theater. to going to it's musical all theater, and I guess, stuff. Huh? Yeah. I've always been I would love to like do something like that, but I feel like I don't have the free time. Like I would definitely act in a play. Yeah. But it's a huge commitment. Yeah, I know. It's a whole yeah, you're like you have to go to all the practices and shit right yeah. like it's like probably an everyday thing you know like yeah. anything else it's like if you want to do it you got to commit oh and maricopa does have like a oh shit an associate dance degree in, musical in musical theater theater see that's what i'm saying i want to take all of those dude i'm gonna i want to i want to you know they had, there's a triple threat right yeah was is dance act and sing and sing yeah and i'm already funny so i could be i could do the i could have four there you go you know yeah. Who says you can't just go to learn that shit? Um, you know? And how old are you? Twenty six. Um, you could, and I don't know what your income level is, but arguably you could take these classes for free. Oh shit! Because you could qualify for a Pell Grant. Oh yeah. Um, which is just federal funding. That's a new thing. Nope. No. Okay. <laughs> nope. Um. <Wow>. So, <laughs> so my 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 career path is higher ed. So I've worked in higher ed since 2009. Um, I'm a higher education marketing consultant. So I've worked in financial aid offices. Uh, I worked in the communications office at NAU, and I was the communications administrator at ASU. I worked in the registrar's office at ASU. Um, so I know a lot about like the front end, back end, yeah, all of higher ed and how it works and f- yeah. funding and financial aid and all. So the whole <laughs> system, how to work yeah. the system. Any questions you have? Holy man, shit! I, I yeah, that changes them. everything. I'm so glad I told you that. I think this um, makes it like way more uh, feasible now. Yeah. So so really, what you could do is you you would uh, do what's called a FAFSA and get um, federal funding for college. And see what you qualify for. And depending on your income level, like I said, I don't know what it is, but um, you would qualify for a potentially grants, which is just free money to take classes. Yeah. And then as long as you pass your classes, you don't have to pay the money back. Oh, shit. And what do they do that for? Why would they just do that? So you go to college. Why do they want me to learn how to <laughs> So you go to college. <laughs> go to theater. <laughs> and you can't like you can't like use it forever. Like the funds do run up and stuff. And you probably have to take a minimum of like two classes to be like half time enrolled. Which isn't yeah. that big of a deal. It's two classes. Yeah. Um, but, but then what happens like will it run out and then I have to, in order to like finish my education or whatever, like I have to like just uh, take on like whatever's left. Potentially, it depends what you qualify for. There's all sorts of grants and stuff out there. Fuck yeah, dude. Um, 
But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options and shit. And now that you're over the age of 25, you don't have to use your parents' income. Oh, okay. So that's why I asked how old you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a insurance thing. <laughs> like it's the same. Yeah, way. federal funding in college, like you have to use your parents' income up until the age of 24. Oh, okay. Um, as long as your parents provided for you up until like your 18th birthday and like they were your legal guardians and like you weren't emancipated. It's like a whole bunch of, right, right, right. Bunch of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to make you, you know, work right now. No, you're <laughs> like good, you're, man. I know you're not on the clock on that. No, I mean, I don't you know, do any of that for state. a living anymore, but, uh, <laughs> now I help schools automate emails. So, oh, okay. Yeah. That's what I do full time. How does that work? Like you just like automate, like meaning like just send blast out. You like set those up, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. Have you ever heard of Salesforce? Mm -mm. Uh, It's like a, it's like a huge company like uh, Microsoft. It's a software platform. Um, they implement customer relationship management systems for people. Um, so I implement, Salesforce Marketing Cloud, which is Salesforce's marketing system, and they teach people how to use it, and they help them automate their emails. Oh, okay, okay. So I go into universities, and um, I can't say any universities on here that I've worked with. I can tell you some after. (laughs) Um, Why not? uh, Just because I have to sign, you know. NDAs and what all kind of emails of are you guys? <laughs> are they sending? N- nothing. It's just like I can't like sign huge client contracts with companies, you know. So yeah. it's like can't talk about it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that just makes me want you to talk about it, right? You know, even though it's like. <laughs> but so so I did it at like ASU. So that's what I yeah. used to do at ASU. Ooh. Now now I just do it for a private company. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, admissions, emails, financial aid, emails, anytime you get an email from a school, like that's like what I helped them build. Shit. Yeah. That's like the worst part of any job. I feel like is having to deal with emails and that's like literally your whole job. You're telling me like, yeah, you just build emails. (laughs) I do not build emails. (laughs) I do the technology that helps them build emails. Oh, okay. And you teach them how to, I teach them how to build their own emails. Yeah. Yeah, Sounds you don't want worse. me building emails. I you the only thing the worse than building shit. emails yourself is trying to help other people build emails. <laughs> <laughs> so <you're not laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. We do text messages and social media stuff and all sorts of stuff for them. Yeah. So like you get a text, you know, like hey, you signed up for this event and it's happening in an hour. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's all automated through like yeah. the system. And so d- dealing with people like that, like, do you feel? Do you get the general sense that like people are kind of dumb or like for the most part are people pretty like competent and like good at like picking up things like you have to like deal with that a lot don't you yeah i mean it's always a know your audience situation for sure some people get it more than others yeah um i mean we live in the world where you know i'm 29 (coughs) i grew up with computers sometimes i'm teaching 55 year olds right that did not grow up with computers. Yeah, it's just something they don't know. Yeah, and that it's it's very slow for them. They don't pick it up as easily as like younger people. Yeah. Um, but then you know I work with six year olds who have been super into computers ever since the nineties, and they're way smarter than me with computers. Yeah, and they can yeah. learn it in five seconds. They just so. kept up with the with the times. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> so the age isn't really a factor there. It's just like the knowledge level of like, yeah, people come in all variety of shapes and sizes. So yeah. Yeah, I work with a lot of different types of people and from different countries and from, 
East Coast, West Coast. I mean, yeah. Canadians, Australians, like Damn. whoever. Bunch of characters, huh? Yeah, everyone's very different. It's a very big culture <laughs> shock, dude. As far as like talking to people outside of the United States and yeah, especially now for the last year during COVID and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like in what way? Like you'd be like talking to people from from India or whatever. In here. Yeah, right. We have a whole office. My company has a whole office in India. So. Oh fuck. So yeah, it's just like hearing different experiences, how they're locked down, how, like what's going on there. Like oh right, yeah. You know, Canada is still very locked down. They have a lot of restrictions. Uh, vaccinations aren't like super widely available yet. Shit like that. Oh, good rebound, wow. sons. Jesus. Um. So yeah, it's just been very different, man. Like it's been very eye-opening from like a American versus the world perspective of. Um, yeah like the world uh, we feel like the world revolves around us yeah and exactly sometimes it does yeah but then other times people look at us like what's a f- what's fucking wrong with you guys yeah like, like you know <laughs> i think uh america's always been just viewed as like arrogant you know like yeah and i feel like this kind of doesn't really help the case where america's just like ah fuck it you know we're good <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i well, mean we're still it's not like it's like everywhere is back open but i would imagine a lot of places are still have curfews and shit you know or whatever yeah they do i think they do have curfews in canada still i'm not positive on that um i know their provinces were locked down so that like you couldn't travel across their state borders oh damn so like if you lived in arizona you couldn't go to california yeah 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 for a whole year damn um yeah that's not cool yeah and that's just i mean families were like cut off from each other like that yeah and like that's the type of shit they were like explaining to me that i'm like jesus man like yeah Yeah. oh my god (laughs) yeah um and then yeah i have to be very receptive of like how they still live when i'm like oh yeah i'm going to this open mic tonight at this bar (laughs) oh yeah yeah they're like all right have fun you piece of shit like (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to go see this play, you know. Yeah, <laughs> dude. Hanging out, enjoying my life. <laughs> yeah, man. It's very interesting. The older I get, like, the more, like, I try to, like, I feel like understand things, like, from different perspectives. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I feel like COVID has very, like, it, it opened up my eyes a lot to, like, different perspectives of things. Yeah, I feel like. yeah, for sure. Just, like, everyone's approach to, like, this major, like, everyone had the same problem but had a different approach to that problem. You exactly. Know? It kind of shows you a lot. And like, like trying to understand why they have the different approaches. Like, right, I, yeah. like talking a, to like a black person about vaccines and having them explain to me, um, you know, just like the historical, like, you know, black people haven't been treated well in like medical America and like yeah. they've been experimented on and lied to. And, just like, don't trust the. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And like that There's stuff that like there. that's not in my like even uh, like critical thinking brain space of yeah. information, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like now you were it just is. like, oh, there's a vaccine. Like here's a cure and you take it and yeah. And that's like, the end uh, of it, it's right? so simple. <laughs> yeah. But for a lot of people, it's not that simple. Yeah. They're like, well, like, you don't know what they did to my grandpa. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Well, fuck, man. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's a culture thing. It makes you like second guess, you know. Right. You're told what to do by the those in charge. Right. And for me, like, um, I mean, as a very ignorant white person, like, I mean, I don't feel like I have like a, a culture 
you know and like that's like a struggle for me too to like understand of like you know you don't think you have a culture like like i don't have like um like a generational culture that i feel like like was like put down like put into me over the years of Mm. like traditional things like you know that my family did or whatever like yeah it's just like i don't feel like i have like a like a like that big of a bond to my family in general yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. do you know what i mean yeah like your history or your like uh yeah like your genetics or anything like that like exactly yeah yeah that's interesting what kind of white are you do you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know if i've ever been asked that before um you know, I think there's what there's like uh, you my, know there's my like ancestors come from um, like Wales, oh, okay, and uh, Europe. Um, but yeah, I mean my I know my ancestors like immigrated here in like the late 1800s. Yeah. Um, and like we didn't we weren't American, you know, from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but other than that, like I don't really I don't know. Yeah, um, I, my family doesn't even have the same last name as the people who traveled here. Okay, yeah. So you're just we you're just white and you're here. <laughs> yeah, my my the story I know is my family immigrated into Canada and wanted to come into the United States and met a family of like a family of four or a family of five that were named the Coxes. Oh, and okay. My ancestors changed their name and joined them and became like a family of nine or ten. Oh, just like, ah, we'll join you guys. Yeah. To get into America. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Um, so I don't have like relatives who have my last name. There's six of us and, and that's, hmm. that's it. Really? Yeah. That's like as far as you can <laughs> go back. Yeah. So it's me, my two brothers, my dad, uh, my two nieces have my last name and now, I mean, my wife has my last name. So seven. Dang. So you're just starting it over, huh? You gotta, yeah. If you I don't have the... if I don't have boys, I mean my family will die. <laughs> yeah, to be yes. dramatic about it. Uh unless you have a daughter that's uh that's uh a uh, little uh, promiscuous and, and yeah. gets pregnant without getting married. Potentially, yeah. Or and, is and a strong is a... female I guess I could have gone that way, is and a strong female a that doesn't take the last name. Yeah. And then she can but then the kid, I guess, might have the dad's last name probably. Huh? Yeah. I don't know how that works. <laughs> I don't know either. But, yeah, I mean, that's I don't, I don't know shit about my family history or or anything um, along those lines, at least. And, yeah, that's something, like, I've, I've only thought about recently as I've gotten older of, like, damn, if I don't have kids, like, my family might just not exist. Right. Like, know? what is this? Yeah. What, uh, what legacy <laughs> am I going to leave? Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's not to be like super dramatic about it, but I never really thought about like stuff like that in terms of like cultural or like, you know, the impact yeah, of yeah. the history. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. It's kind of like, I've, I've also heard like, it's almost like something that I don't know. It's, it's hard to explain, but sometimes it feels like there's cultural things that happen that because it's like, it happened a while ago, it's, it's almost embedded in your DNA. Like, like an example, like they, I've heard that like a lot of black people like uh things like well done you know like they'll get like fucking chicken neck well done like, or extra like, crispy or they don't whatever like pink in their meat 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah they don't. Yeah, the the steak they'll I think do well. The done. first time I heard that was and, uh, Donnell Rawlings said that. Oh, see, yeah, exactly, exactly. So okay, so it's a thing, and yeah, uh-huh. I've heard that it's because like back in the day, like what black people were given to eat was all the like shit part of the the animal or whatever you know. So in order to make sure that they didn't get sick, they, they would overcook it, it. Yeah, so that you know they made sure that it was all copacetic. So it's like yeah, but. How is that fi- like? It's not like that anymore, but still, it's like a thing, you know, where like black people like get stuff well done or whatever. Like it's like, like almost as if it was in their blood, you know. Yeah. But it's like they didn't go through that. It's just something that's like a cultural thing without even thinking about it. It's like, it's like how does down, stuff like that work? You know, passed down in their DNA subconsciously. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that stuff's really fascinating to me, and I mean, I know like you know Joe Rogan's talked about it, but. Um, it's like the experiment of like, um, you know, like, like rats being electrocuted for like a certain thing or like, um, they were introduced. I think the experiment was like, they were introduced pheromones and like shocked when they smelled something and then they had children and like their children would be scared of the pheromones oh. like natively. Yeah. Even well, that's though crazy. they've never been shocked before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like things like, like it's like it's like genetically, like animalistically, we pass down certain traits. Yeah. Just naturally. Yeah. So it's like it could be just one of those things where it's like that's that was ingrained in their head and in, into their DNA that's weird, from huh? their ancestors and it just got passed down. Yeah. I guess it's probably like that, like that fear, you know, like that natural fear, like for the sake of survival, yeah. you know, like maybe that's a genetic thing, yeah. you know, why we always have that like fight or flight, like without even thinking about it, we just have a reaction to yeah. certain things. And there's and like something to good. say about like the survival instincts in that aspect as well. Like yeah. They're more like they're passed down more than, you know, non traits that don't matter. Right. Yeah. Yeah, know? exactly. Like if comes down to your survival like it's gonna stick in your <laughs> dna probably right and you're i mean not to be you're are you tri-racial uh yeah 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 okay. my my mom is is all white i'm pretty sure she's from in, in like that whole area too or my their family is my family uh and my dad is half korean half black half korean half black yeah dude yeah. what a mind fuck that must <laughs> yeah. be for your dad it's actually pretty common because it was the korean war so like when all the Americans went out to Korea, Except they fucked all the Koreans. Koreans, yeah. And then my grandma was a Korean woman that had like all these like half black kids, and really? then just came out to America. So my dad was like born in Korea and lived there till he was like twelve, and then their family moved to Washington. Really, with, like some other black man, <laughs> I think. But uh, interesting. But yeah, it was like. But my dad said that like growing up, like he had friends who were like, like they had these Asian eyes, but they had like blonde hair and blue eyes, you know, because there were all these like half breeds running around. Yeah. That's just, you know, that's the, the side effects of war. Yeah. And you (laughs) got a lot of your dad's traits. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's very fascinating. Yeah. My dad has very strong genes. If you see all my siblings, we hardly look anything like our mom. My mom's just like, (laughs) my mom looks like she was adopted. This white lady that you don't know. (laughs) She looks like your stepmom. Yeah. 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 It's funny though, like I have heard like as ironic as it sounds, like I've heard people say that I have my mom's eyes. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> you know, like if you're to like actually look at the eyes, I guess. Not maybe not the shape, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but uh 
but yeah yeah i think that's kind of how it works a lot of the time like if you have like a mix like a multicultural couple you know like a lot of times the colored person's genes are usually gonna take over <laughs> interesting okay that, that from what sense. i've seen you know yeah i think you know like if you have like a black woman and a white woman like that kid most likely is gonna look pretty like it'll yeah. look mixed but have a lot of black features i would think yeah my wife's opposite she's half mexican her dad's full mexican her mom's white and she, yeah she, oh well yeah unless you're she unless, like mexican at all yeah unless you're mexican because maybe i don't know maybe mexicans <laughs> yeah. have uh, weaker genes or something but uh and the only reason i even know that you're triracial is because you said it on stage you said you're biracial on stage yeah, yeah. And I remember you got off stage and I was like, Have you ever said you're a triracial? <laughs> and you're like, No, and I was like, You should for sure say you're triracial. <laughs> yeah, <I started> saying. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that might have been the first night I met you. I'm not positive. <laughs> That's but. so funny, man. That must have been a while ago. It was like yeah, last year sometime. Dang. February maybe. Yeah. Um Yeah, so it's uh yeah, it's a good mix. It's a good mix of things. Um well, and I mean, how does that impact your, I mean, life or culture in general? Or like, would you say it does or does not? Or is it something you think about? Is it something like, you know, yeah. your dad talks about or? Yeah, kind of. I, um, <laughs> I think it's kind of like it, it's, uh, I think there's like a mixed experience all on its own, you know, like anyone, anyone who's mixed, like they kind of have that, like, it's almost like, a like an identity crisis because it's like depending on what you look like you know you might end up you're wondering you know because like if you're like say say you're just mixed between black and white you know like you don't look like a white kid but also like a lot of times within black culture like you'll be made fun of for being a light skin or whatever maybe say you know you you have darker skin but you have straight hair like there's just something when you're mixed you really are just mixed you're kind of caught in between these like cultures you know what i mean that's interesting yeah so it's like you're kind of just trying to figure out where you stand and a lot of times just kind of in the middle <laughs> you know yeah because it's like i have i have white family i have i have black uncles too i have but i look like a fucking you know i look like bruce lee so it's like <laughs> 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 but but my brother you know he's 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 my younger brother but he's taller than me he's like six two he has curly hair. He, ha he has some, like, Asian features, but he looks more, like, on the black side. Interesting. His hair is, like, braided and everything. He has, like, face okay. tattoos. Like, he looks like... we. I think we look related. Like, people used to think we were twins, but we look a lot different now. But it's, like, if you... Yeah, to see our family, it's just... You never really know what you're going to get. It really is a... That's interesting, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a crapshoot. But... Yeah, it's interesting how genetics work like that in general. Like, I mean, my older brother is my size, my height... Yeah. We look very similar. Yeah. And my other brother, um, you know, he's, you know, five eight, five nine. Um, you know, when I'm six foot. Yeah. He he's like pretty skinny, pretty athletic, he's like the black hair instead of brown hair. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> just, he just looks in he looks a lot just more different. like my dad and we look like my mom. Oh, okay, okay. And it's just like it's just how it worked out. But yeah. my mom's five two and my dad's five nine. So hey. me and both my brother just tower over my parents yeah you guys are all yeah 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 and then my other brother looks more like my dad damn how'd that happen i don't Where'd know you guys get the height from i don't know you know it's you don't have a grandpa or, or I mean, anything like that's I'm taller like taller than my grandpa like family's yeah i'm taller than my grandpa too oh so, shit but like one of my uncles my mom's brother is six six or six five 
Oh, okay. So there's like some tall Something gene in there, in yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I don't know how this stuff works. It's like just, you know, it's it feels like it's the most random thing. Like you just throw it up and, and whatever, you know, your DNA lands on, that's what you get. And yeah. It's like <laughs> yeah, I remember doing that like trait stuff in like eighth grade of like, you know, you get two chromosomes from your mom, two from your dad, and then like the two that are like dominant win or like, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah, like yeah. determining like playing are, a slot machine are huh? your kids gonna have <laughs> blonde eye or blonde hair blue eyes like type of shit yeah um but it's always like yeah who fucking knows <laughs> like, yeah you know? <laughs> yeah you're like oh i just hope he's not ugly right <laughs> <You know>? dude <laughs> that'd be the worst can you imagine having an ugly kid i can't it's imagine like, god this is gonna be my thing for the rest of the life you know i distinctly know one person on my instagram who has a very ugly kid <laughs> And every time I see the photos, you know, moms love posting pictures of their kids. I'm like, yeah. man, your kid is so goddamn ugly. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, He's not very Instagram friendly. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> just one of those things I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> like, oh, man. Like, man, you better raise him and have a good personality. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, <laughs> you better be funny. <laughs> dude, sun's up by 10, bro. Yeah. I'm hyped. Fucking sun's. Hyped, bro. Sun's in four. <laughs> Oh my god! I don't know how I would feel if the Suns took it all. I I would be. I guess I'd be excited. I'd be jacked to the of. tits. Wear a sun shirt every day for the rest of the year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, the whole city is gonna be just super annoying for like the whole rest of the year. Oh man, I can't wait. It's been a long time coming as an Arizona sports fan, man. Yeah, you were born out here. Yeah, I'm from Arizona, born and raised. I'm from Lake Havasu. You're, oh, you were born in Lake Havasu? Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. I lived there before I was here. Like, when I moved out on my own, I first moved to Lake Havasu. Shut the fuck yeah. up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I loved it out there. I think about, like, moving back often. <laughs> I wonder if we talked about that before. <laughs> I don't I don't know. So. I don't I feel like I would have remembered. Um, well, what made you move to Havasu? What made you come to Arizona in general, especially Havasu? Yeah, right? Um, so, I was, like, I was just living with my family. They lived in... Uh, bullhead at the time okay so i i just like i turned 18 and i was like oh, i just want to get out of the house and havasu was cheap and it had the lake and i had friends out there so i was like i'll just go out there and i lived out there for a few years it was a it was a good time i really liked it in havasu shout out it was cool because it's like there's not a city on the other side for like an hour going both ways and right. then you have the lake so the whole town just feels like a little island, and that's just uh-huh. totally my vibe. I I, yeah. I loved it. Yeah, you loved it. I would go to the lake after work, just grab a beer. Where do you work? Um, I worked at the In and Out there for a little bit. Okay, for like three years. No shit, yeah. you worked at In and Out for three years. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was uh, it was it was interesting. It was it was fun. Um, and then other than that, I like had this like part time job. Um. For a magazine company there, a local magazine company. Living, the, the Living Magazine, living yeah. Living Magazine. <laughs> you know about Living Magazine? I know everything about Havasu, man. <laughs> How long did you live out there? You were born out there? 18 years. Yeah, I was born Holy there. shit. You were born and raised out there? Born and raised, man. That's yeah. crazy. Holy my dad graduated man. from Lake Havasu High School, first class ever, 1970. Oh, my God. We probably know a lot whatever. of the same people. <laughs> probably, man. There's a lot, of, <laughs> a lot I, of people just stay out in Havasu. Yeah, my first job there was Bob's Big Boy before it closed. Oh, shit. That used to be by the old Walmart, and then uh, it's like a Starbucks now or something. Um, 
and I I worked at Mud Shark. Oh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. That burger place, that burger place that that was it's been there for a while, right? Maybe it wasn't called Bob's. I mean, Big Boy. It, it was Bob's Big Boy, and then it turned into something else, and now I think it's a Starbucks. It's on like the uh, it's on the highway coming into town. Yeah, it's like there's I think a Hobby Lobby in that area now where old Walmart used to be. Yeah, it's in okay. like, like shopping by Food City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, and I used Man. to work, I worked at Mud Shark Brewery. Oh, okay, fuck yeah. Um, and then I dropped out of high school and I worked at the community college when I was 17 till I moved till 18 and a half ish. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then you moved out here. I moved to Flagstaff. I went to college in Flagstaff. Oh, gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah. So I uh, I dropped out of high school on my 17th birthday, and then I got right. a GED. I went to community college and then, I mean, growing up in Havasu, I mean, for me, it was always just go to college and get a better life. You know? Yeah. Like just get out of Havasu. <laughs> wasn't a lot of opportunity in Havasu. You know? Yeah. Like my parents didn't go to college. My mom, my mom still lives in Havasu, still really? works. Yeah. Still works at the Safeway in Havasu. Yeah. It's very easy. It's just a, you get caught up in that small town thing. It's yeah. You find your place and you just get stuck there. Yeah. <laughs> my dad worked at Safeway with my mom and uh he became a school oh, wow. teacher. Jesus, they caught up. That's dude. adorable. Holy shit, this is a game now. Um and uh my dad one sixteen. My dad moved out here. He still lives here with his wife. My mom still lives in Havasu with her new husband. <sighs> um and uh Yeah, I mean growing up there I was like I gotta go to college and fucking, you know, do something better, like make something, make something of myself. Like there was, yeah. um, and I mean, I grew up pretty poor, so it wasn't like I was going to save up money and fucking move, you yeah. know? And like living with my parents, I definitely didn't want to. You were <laughs> like, planning on joining the uh, family business at Safeway? And, no, uh, <laughs> fuck no. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I just, I went to Flagstaff, went to college and I lived there and, uh, for seven years, worked there full time at NAU. Dang. Uh, after college, and then I always was like, I got. So you were go in Flagstaff for like seven years. Seven years, okay. Yeah, eighteen to twenty-five, twenty-six-ish, and now I've been here for four years. Oh, okay, okay. Dang. Um, and yeah, I mean, I always had in my head like I'm gonna move to LA and make movies. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And then kind of met my wife. She got a job down here. She was like do you want to move to Phoenix with me? And I yeah. was like, I guess, Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take the leap. And yeah, we've been together ever since down here and yep. moving to Phoenix. I mean, worked out really well in every aspect. Yeah. 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 Other than the, the selling movies part in LA. For sure. <laughs> but that's still on the, that's still on the docket, dude. Do you Sons sell movies one. in Phoenix? Sons one. Hell yeah. Go Suns. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go, son. Yeah, I mean, hopefully. Go, Chris one, Paul. Hopefully, one day, man. You know. Yeah, that's crazy. But what made do you, you regret that? Do you regret choosing love over following your dreams? Uh, no, <laughs> no, because I'm still following my dreams. If <laughs> I, kidding, I if that. I gave up on them, absolutely, I would regret it. For, so forever. So when are you gonna sell those those eight movies? I mean, hopefully someday, <laughs> man. We do gotta, they buy movies from people that are? Like you just got to do it online now. Like you can just send stuff in. Like how does that work? Yeah, it doesn't. You don't have any benefit by living in LA and trying to do that. I think you probably have a lot of benefit living in LA trying to do that. Really? I mean, like my 
my like advisor at NAU was like uh, he's still like a contracted by Sony like director he's made movies and stuff and he was always like you need to go to LA yeah like, that's just the thing he's like I can get you meetings with people if you go to LA type of thing you know oh okay yeah um, yeah it's just about having the connections and, and becoming established like you can't really do that yeah remotely <laughs> being there being around you know it's kind of yeah. just like the comedy scene it's like yeah it's like yeah. half of it's just being around yeah you, know? you just have to be there <laughs> being at fucking open mics and shit just being there dude yeah um yeah that's true that makes sense shut that shut that shit off <laughs> um sons and four but yeah i mean i i definitely am continuing to pursue all that shit you know yeah just uh, i feel like in my head it became more of the long game of I feel like you're living in the instant gratification generation. It's always, you know, as quick as you can get it. Yeah. I want to. Yeah. I mean, you see it with kids in open mics. Like, oh, I want to be hosting this show yeah, immediately. Yeah. It's like, how long have you been doing open mics? Dude, four months? Like, yeah. fucking give it four years, bro. Like, yeah. Jesus Christ. Why, why am I not booked on anything yet? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But it was the same way for me writing movies. I was like, oh, I wrote a movie. I'm going to sell it. Right. Like, yeah yeah no, exactly why don't you write like 10? oh this is a hit <laughs> yeah it's like no write 10 more dude like what yeah fuck's the matter with you <laughs> like, you know it's like your first script's not gonna be as good as your 10th your fucking yeah first year comedy is not gonna be good as your 10th like you know yeah it's just about putting in the time totally showing up and i feel like out. that's something i just came more to accept as i got older of like uh, it's a long game and, yeah, and I'm yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah, you got to grind it out and I can wait. And like one day I'll be fucking, I'll do, I'll do that. But until then I'll do my yeah. day job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, of course you see those people that have been doing like comedy, for example, you know, been doing comedy for a few years and then somehow they, they catch a big break. And next thing you know, they're like touring or whatever. They got famous on the internet. And so now they're able to make money and they're like famous, but then, think about how many comics you know have been doing it for like 10 12 years before they finally like are able to like become an opener like a traveling opener you know with, right. with somebody and like at least be able to like make money like to where you can live off of comedy like it's just right. everyone has a different path you never really know like sometimes you can kind of speed it up but a lot of times you just kind of gotta wait until the moment pops off and right show up you know and there will be those two-year like instant successes where mm-hmm. kids put in the work for two years and then they can fucking uh you know start touring and shit and it happens yeah. for them but who knows if it's gonna pan out yeah yeah you know? yeah you might have got into it too early and yeah, yeah. like who Let's knows see. if they can handle it who knows if they're mature enough to fucking like you know not fuck up get into drugs like you know yeah you know, whatever oh yeah <laughs> so it's like you never like the biggest thing I've learned is just stop judging or stop comparing yourself to other people all the time. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah. Just realize you're doing your own thing. And yeah, as long as you work at it, you know, you'd like to think that eventually it'll it'll all uh, play out, you know, the way you want it to. Yeah. If you put in the work, that's what I like to think. Yeah, man. You get out of it what you put into it. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. What? Um. So what made you come to Phoenix from Havasu? And then what made you start doing stand up? Um, so mainly, I mean, I had some friends out here, but it was mainly just wanting to, to get out of the, you know, the small town, go to a bigger city. Yeah. Um, and a girl I was with at the time had, her family was out here. Uh Oh, so it was like a whole thing, but then we moved out here. Have a suit girl. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do I know her? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually I got her to come out to have a suit. 
Oh, okay, so cool, cool. I was I was a Havasu boy, you know what I mean? I brought uh, her out from Phoenix, go. but then went back <laughs> after a little while. And then uh and then uh yeah, that didn't pan out and then shortly thereafter I started doing comedy. <laughs> uh and then I was like, Holy shit, I think I love this. Like this is kinda of feels like this is my shit, you know? Yeah. Like, and I just kinda I uh I've been going non stop since then, you know. Yeah. And how long has that been? Uh, a little over two years. Okay. Yeah. I started in February of, what would that be, 2019? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I started in July 2019. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah. That's crazy. Go. Yeah. Hey, we're we're the same class then. Yeah. Not too bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I started at Highside. You remember Highside? Uh-uh. I was in Sunny Slope off of 7th Street. No. <laughs> it's a fucking ghetto ass. I feel like it I've was seen rough. pictures. It was rough. But, but that was my, it was my first mic. It was... But what made you like... Like, take that step where you wanted to do your first mic. Like, what was the motivation? Or, like, did um, you, were you thinking about it? Were yeah, you, I was kind of like, thinking about it. Like, I was watching a stand-up fan or? of comedy. Yeah. It's like, I like since I was a kid, oh, I, I always loved making right. people laugh and well, all that. Like, that I wasn't is, really one of those guys. Like, sometimes I, that is the story, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, like, if you ask people who knew me, like, who, who know me, like, outside of comedy, like, when I was younger, like, most people are surprised. Even people at work. Like, I'm not the funny guy at work. Like typically like i'm kind of just like a quiet i was like the, i'm a listener you know but then um i just became a fan of comedy started watching it and you know what like the big pushing moment for me uh believe it or not was seeing chris D'Elia live when he came out here okay uh, he it was at a theater i don't remember what theater it was but it was like he just fucking crushed it and obviously it was his fans but it was like it was just crazy like seeing a whole theater of people just bursting out in laughter like it was like fucking ridiculous and it was like didn't seem that hard you know and it's like yeah it's like to be able to i was like shit i think i kind of want to be able to do this you know like that's kind of like what else just making people laugh and getting paid for it like that sounds amazing yeah and so i was like i think i'm definitely going to pursue this so then like that oh, week yeah. i went and checked out a mic and then like the following day i just i said fuck it i'm gonna do it and then and I just did it, and I was like, all right, I'm right. I do like this. That's <laughs> you know? Yeah. And how'd your first mic go? Did you have, like, five minutes of jokes, or was it, Oh, like fuck, it was crazy, dude. awkward it was two and a half <laughs> minutes, and you got out of there? Or? Yeah, it, well, no, I filled my time, but it wasn't. It didn't go how I planned it out. Like, yeah. I, I went, and I was so nervous about, like, you know, like, people heckling me or whatever, that so that when i got there i wanted to be prepared so i was like in my head just trying to like write roast for everyone around the room yeah. you know just in case like someone said talk shit i was like oh i'm gonna get them back that's interesting but then when i went up i was so nervous that i told like one like mediocre like bullshit joke and then the only thing that could come out of my mouth was like all the roasts that i was thinking of yeah so i just like went around the room and was just like roasting everybody that's great uh and 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 some of them were good and uh some of them were great and uh, I called this uh, black guy who was dressed nice. I called him, told me he looked like uh, Andre Two Thousand, and uh, and it was uh, it was fun. It was uh, it was cool to be like to be up there and to be like, man, I'm really like just talking shit to all these people, and no one wants to fight me. You know, <laughs> it's like <laughs> yeah. I'm literally on stage with the microphone, and it's just like when you're behind the mic, like you really can just say what you want because it's like oh this guy's trying you know it's the like best whatever it feeling. is yeah yeah <laughs> so i was like oh man that's crazy but that wasn't even like the craziest part of the night like that was my first time and then almost like the next comic went up and then i went outside and then this guy like pulls up in a jeep 
and he was like holy shit holy shit call 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 the police i just hit somebody <laughs> and we looked down the street and there was a there, there was a guy like laying down like slumped over in the street and so everybody ran down to him and he was he was down like face down like on the street his ass was up in the air his pants were down it looked like it was like the most vulnerable position but he was just laying there and someone like went to try and check his pulse like oh my god i think this guy's dead <laughs> and then and then like i read a article like the next day that like later he was like pronounced dead like at the hospital like and i was like and and this is at your everyone, first mic. yeah this is at my first mic your like first a guy mic you saw dead body <laughs> yeah it was my and it was the closest i've ever been to like yeah someone dead like that he was and just he like came back laying down there yeah he was he was out out and i was like holy shit like this crazy shit like this happened just happened like at open mics you know like i was like I think I love this, you know, like, this is amazing. That's fucking <laughs> insane, bro. Yeah, and it's kind of, like, that's kind of, that's also been, like, kind of a side motivating factor because, like, when you're out, especially, like, in the comedy scene, like, a local comedy scene, like, it just draws such characters and, like, there's just so many things that could happen. Like, obviously nothing yeah. that exciting has happened since then, yeah. but, uh, yeah, no one's died yet, yet, again, but... Uh, that's extreme, but Yeah, that man. was my first, that was my first mic, and I was like oh shit this is this is pretty wild <laughs> jesus that's uh, wild man oh and i didn't even fucking tell you but you can adjust the volume on your fucking headset if it's all fucked oh, I'm up cool. <laughs> <laughs> um that's wild man so you i mean you just kind of went for it chris delia was like the big like so you're like sat in the audience and you were just kind of sitting there like i could do this kind of not in like a cocky way but it was just like it was like even if it is it a just made it I seem care. yeah i guess it's just like uh it just made it seem like such a thing you know because it was like i was just like wow he's literally just there like telling jokes that he wrote and people were like dying like loving it you know yeah and it's like that's got to be a cool feeling yeah so i was like all right i'm gonna try this out that's interesting because i've i've never been like i don't think i'm not like uh some like funny it comes and goes but i know that i c- i'm a good at like i can I'm good at I've always been observant you know yeah and I know I can learn to like write and things like I like writing I'm a big I think writing's behind everything you know theater right. movies everything it all starts with writing for sure you know it's the only thing that's like stood the test of time that's that's what builds our culture you know yeah so it's like there's a screenwriting saying of uh of um you can't turn a bad script into a good movie. You can turn a good script into a bad movie, though. <laughs> um, so like, like you no, fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, no good movie you've ever seen came from a bad, bad screenplay. Script. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They all started with right. a really high quality writing on the page. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think of a counter argument, but I can't think of any yeah. <laughs> any movie that just ended up being good that wasn't like Yeah, and I mean there's dog shit movies out there. Yeah. But like I get they're like random fandoms, but it's not a The screenplay is probably pretty good though. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at least halfway decent to yeah. be made. Um but yeah, that's fascinating, man. I was like finding out like what got people into comedy in general. Yeah. You know, cuz everyone's like path is different. The way people view comedy is always different. Right, know? yeah um so it's always interesting and i mean there's so many different types of comedians i mean there's people who fucking sing on stage there's people who do rhymes there's people who fucking tell stories there's people who just do one-liners like there's people who you know 
Yeah. I, I try to do dark humor, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. There's so many different ways you can go with it. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, you're just trying to get a laugh. Just whatever's funny. Whatever you can do that's funny. Right. You know? I mean, uh, most of the time, some people have, like, their little rules about, you know, cheap laughs and things like that. But I don't know. Feeling, just worry about that when you're getting paid, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm still in the stage of just, like, uh, like getting comfortable with everything. Like, getting comfortable on stage all the time. Yeah. Whether or not I'm bombing or fucking doing great. Like, I think it's really easy to stand on stage when you're succeeding and getting laughs. Yeah. But yeah. then, like, it's, I mean, for me, I'm like, I need to get better about sweating it and, like, standing up there and being comfortable, uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Shit like yeah. that. That's what I've heard is that, like, pretty much for the first five years, like, you're just trying to get comfortable on stage. Yeah. You know? So it's like, think, think about that. Like, five years, that's a lot of time. Yeah. But in the grand scheme of, like, comedy, like, you might just be getting it five years in, you know, like right. just really starting to like break through to where you can really do something like find your, your right. voice. But it, th- then again, it's just one of those things. Everybody has their own past. Sometimes you can, you can uh, just really put in the work and, and maybe you'll figure it out sooner than later. Right. Yeah. I always just try to put it in perspective with my like current career. You know, it's like, like I wanted to make, you know, like when I was straight out of college, you know, I wanted to make six figures a year. Yeah. You know, who doesn't? Yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, like I needed to get eight years of experience to fucking get there. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like if I think of it as the same way as comedy. It's like, exactly. yeah, dude, I want to fucking feature the Tempe Improv. Yeah. I want to fucking do this stuff. But it might take me eight fucking years. Yeah, to you got to go through your, uh, <laughs> your and, education. And I can accept that. Like, yeah. you know. It's like there's nothing wrong with being a 35 year old comic. Yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like, but I like sometimes people get so caught up with that of like, dude, I'm 25. I should be fucking succeeding and fucking featuring. It's like fucking, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like no, man, you got you got a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fucking. Yeah, and that's what's cool is like there's there's comics who are doing it who are in their fucking 70s or whatever. You know, like Absolutely. you can still be making money well into you know, and just off writing probably you could probably just write for people you know right for the rest of your life there's a lot of different avenues man a lot of people just i mean some people realize they're good at throwing comedy shows yeah yeah you know and some people just start making a living doing that i know that's what i've noticed too like there's different there's a lot of different uh approaches like you'll notice people who kind of go on the show running side of things who are like for whatever reason they're just really good at that and that's their thing and then there's people who you know who who are good at hosting or people who are just uh you know just trying to figure it out you know just comics you know yeah absolutely for me like getting into comedy was like super similar i was at a comedy show at the house of comedy and watching the opener um just whoever was hosting and i i don't think i've ever seen them ever since i I don't (laughs) know who it is just uh um, random local or what? I'm not gonna yeah I'm not gonna out them by saying what their jokes were but <laughs> watching their jokes yeah they weren't really getting a whole lot of laughs and it was kind of awkward right and I was sitting there with my wife and I was like I could fucking do this <laughs> yeah. I was like I could ho- I could start this fucking show like yeah. I was like fuck and uh me and my wife moving down here I mean I've always been a big comedy fan just as a whole like I mean growing up and always in SNL like I was always into like watching the late night talk shows Jay Leno and yeah. shit like growing up um 
and went moving down here, um, that was like one thing I was really excited about is being able to go to a comedy show. I was yeah. like, I've never been to a comedy club. Like, I've never yeah. bought tickets and seen a comedian. I'm surprised how many people haven't been to comedy shows. Like, when you ask, there's a lot of people, like, who just don't. It's not a thing, you oh, know? So many of my friends yeah. have never been to one. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I've taken a handful of people to their first comedy shows yeah. ever, you know? Which yeah. is an awesome feeling for me. Because I'm like, isn't this fun? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's a whole new it's source of entertainment. You yeah. Know? You don't even know. Yeah, like, my mom came and saw me at JP's um, last month. Oh, sick. And she had never been to a comedy club before. Yeah, yeah, She's like, this is so cool. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, right? Like, I was like, now we got to go to, like, stand-up live or the improv and take you to, like, a big headliner. Yeah. Um, Or an arena and see, like, you know, Joe Rogan Yeah, big show, yeah. Um, But, yeah, like, talking to my wife and I was just like, I think I can fucking give it a shot, you know? And then I tried to write some jokes and, like, went to a couple open mics and watched them just yeah. sat and kind of was the awkward guy and Scoping sat there out. and yeah. yeah yeah and then i was just like i'm gonna go next week and fucking sign up you yep. know just took the dive huh yeah and how was that that feeling like going in were you pretty nervous super nervous yeah super nervous the whole time isn't it crazy like you're just like oh my god what am i do? like am i just gonna get on stage and start talking you know yeah. like, <laughs> what is this <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> that first time was nuts and the feeling of being like the new kid in an awkward situation yeah like i remember you feel like, like everyone else knows each other yeah and they kind of did yeah you know? yeah exactly yeah and I, my first mic was tempe or not tempe improv improv mania um and i walked in there and you know it's just 30 people talking sitting around talking and i don't know anyone i'm like hey can i get on the list you know yeah put, put my name on the list like my wife came with me just kind of oh, sat, yeah, yeah. sat there with me all night and like I didn't know what time to get there to sign up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I'm fucking last on the list. <laughs> you yeah. <know>? yeah. <laughs> so I fucking sat there Rookie all mistake, night. Huh? Yeah, dude. Sat there all night, waited, went up last, and fucking did my little three minutes of jokes. Because Dave always cut, like, well, at least he used to. He cut the end of the list. So it's like, you know, last 10 people have three minutes or whatever. So you get oh, the yeah. fuck out of there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just did three minutes and. I was like, I'm definitely coming back next week. Yeah. You know, even though yeah, it was yeah. just doing my jokes to fucking the audio guy, like the two other people in the room. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Like, but you like, it was enough for you to be like, oh, this, I, I, I really like this. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just I mean, by being up there and like, you, and, and, and like <laughs> knowing that your jokes actually worked. Like, I mean, I didn't even know if they were going to work at, right. at the time, you know, like yeah. I got a, like a little chuckle, you know, in there. Yeah. But, yeah, just being up there and holding a mic and fucking, I mean, it was Kind of a rush, huh? Yeah, it was, like, one of those feelings where I was, like, I feel like I belong here. Right, yeah, yeah, Like, I was, like, I feel like this is for me. Yeah. And then every time I get on stage, I still get that feeling. I'm, like, this is where I fucking belong. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I belong standing up here fucking making you guys laugh and enjoy your night. Like, you know what I mean? Like entertaining, huh? Yeah. I know it is cool. It's like a good, I don't get that feeling with like a whole lot of things, but it's like, I definitely have that, that, that confidence in my desire to do comedy, you know? Yeah. It's just there. It's like, I haven't, I don't get tired of it. (laughs) Yeah. Me neither, man. Yeah. Yeah. The rush. I get tired of, uh, the waiting. Right. Yeah. Waiting to do a mic for four hours for sure. But I mean, that five minutes is, I mean, it it is kind of crazy to think like, how much work you're putting in just for five minutes like you're you're out for hours all just to get your five minutes of stage time yeah it's like, 
man. <laughs> I was out at that bar. I was telling you yesterday, and I was talking to my wife's friend about it. And I was like, yeah, like I was like, you know, it takes ten thousand hours to become an expert and shit. People say, but com- <laughs> comedy is a five minute at yeah, a time. Five minutes at a time, yeah. And she was like, holy shit! And I was like, yeah, I could do four open mics this week, and that's twenty minutes of comedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she was like, wow, that like really puts it into perspective. Yeah, for you know? and yeah, I, I never thought like, of it that way. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And I mean, we're talking about 10,000 hours to become yeah, an expert. Yeah. I was like, it's going to take me maybe three weeks to get an hour of comedy. It's a long fucking time shit. to become shit. an expert at this shit, man. That's why it's not, you know, that's why it's not really for the faint of heart because you just have to be in it for the long haul. Right. You see people phase out and it's not easy either, especially if you're going and there's, you know, two people at a bar and you just feel like you're eating shit and everything sucks. You're like, God, what? Like, I'm just supposed to keep doing this. You and know, you're going <laughs> to eat shit. Yeah. I a mean, lot. A yeah. lot of open mics are not fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like doing the same exact joke you did yesterday to the exact same 10 fucking people you did them to yesterday. Yeah. Like, you know, you're really <laughs> just trying to like do, get your, get the best out of each moment and, and living for the, better times in between you know like yeah man just looking for the bigger shows it's just practice getting in the reps like yeah it's like batting practice for baseball it's like you got to get out there and swing dude like, yeah exactly you yeah. want to perform at the show well then you got to get the fucking reps in <laughs> yep. before the show man so yeah. yeah yeah and that's 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 how i'm trying to approach it too you know like fucking i like i like to think of kobe you know like kobe didn't get where he was just by you know it wasn't like it was all natural. Like he just was nonstop working, practicing. Yeah. So open mics, it's like you said, it's just practice. You know, you're practicing. Yeah. Practicing with your your teammates too. You know, it's like there's yeah. fucking audience members at a NBA practice. Like you're there to try to make yourself better, right. even if that's just getting more comfortable on stage. Right. You know, that could oh, give that could give you the advantage. There's so much to work on with comedy. Yeah. Like I mean, just small little aspects, timing pauses like yeah you know knowing when to wait before you say your punchline like yeah. you know yeah there's a whole whole little science to not that. walking around not being fidgety like yeah not looking at someone too long like, yeah you know? yeah <laughs> trying to look comfortable yeah yeah man there's so many little nuances that like you can fucking work on in in a week or in a month or whatever yeah i yeah. love that quote <laughs> from kobe of uh he's like coach one of his coaches just did like a podcast interview and there's this quote that was like going around that was like he was like why would i pass them the ball he's like i don't <laughs> i don't respect their work ethic mm-hmm. and he he's like yeah i don't give a shit that they're my teammates yeah he's they, like, don't, I didn't, they don't work very hard i didn't see them out here with me yeah yeah he's like they don't deserve for me to pass them the ball like jesus dude like even your teammates, dude, you got to fucking put in that work to fucking yeah. be on the court with Kobe. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see you out here. Yeah. Why would I pass it to you didn't when I don't think you're going to make it? the last yeah. two weeks, dude, you <laughs> fuck. I know I'm going to make it because I've been practicing all week. I'm going to grab a, another beer and water. Do you need okay. anything? Are you good? Um, uh, I'll take another beer. Okay. Um, but yeah. Shout out to Kobe, RIP to the legend. God, I miss him. It's honestly, it's been like hard for me to watch basketball since Kobe died. Yeah. It's like, I don't know, it might be dramatic, but it's just, it's weird, you know? It's it just is. like, it all just, it just reminds me. It's like, fuck, it's, it sucks. I've come to learn in my young 
long life that it's not fair to tell someone what is or is not dramatic to them. Oh, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. You know? <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, yeah. I, subjective, right? The day Kobe died fucked me up. Yeah? Yeah. Like, just, I mean, I, like, I'll never forget the day, you know? Like, I'll yeah. never forget what I was doing. It's one of those days for me, like, 9-11. Right, yeah. It's like, that I remember so what I was doing. Um, like, <laughs> I, like, I still remember. I was driving in Scottsdale, just went to a farmer's market with my wife. Um, we had stopped by a really cool, um, auction house movie memorabilia place that sells like legit stuff from old movies. Um, and, uh, we were driving home and, uh, I got the update on like Bleacher Report, um, that like a helicopter crashed and they thought it was Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And, uh, I just stopped like in traffic and was like, Kobe Bryant just died. And my mom, or my mom, my fucking wife was like, what? <laughs> and like, I was just like, I mean, she doesn't really care. Like, you know, she didn't grow up like basketball, Kobe or anything, yeah. but like, I was like, like distraught, you know, I was yeah. like, Jesus fuck. Like, it is. I yeah, was it's like, fucking weird. Isn't and it? his daughter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Was, it just like, got worse and worse. And her daughter's best friends. Like, from yeah. Her it was like a whole team. helicopter full of little girls and Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I just texted my brother immediately and was like, dude. Like, Kobe died. And he's yeah. like, what? And, like, I was like, yeah, dude. And then, like, the whole rest of the day, I was yeah. just kind of, like, It's fuck, fucked yeah, up. it was weird. Like, I, was like, I was like, this is not right, man. <laughs> I've never cared so much about, like, a famous person dying, you know? Like, yeah. like, you've seen it happen to other people, you know, like, oh, like, when Tom Petty died. and I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there were people that were like, oh, my God, can you believe it? Sure, you people know? like my I'm dad's never, like, age were pretty yeah, fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But, like, for Kobe, I was like, oh, shit, this is what that feels like, you know, where yeah. you're, like, actually, like, a big fan of someone, and it's like, whoa, fuck, you know? Yeah. Because, shit, yeah, that was that was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. It still is nuts. Yeah. It's still nuts that he's not here, man. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things that, for me, like, uh, I mean, like, you never realize how much of a part, like, Kobe was a big part of my life because of how much he dominated and shit on the signs. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah. That's why I was surprised. I, I wasn't sure if you were because I've gotten mixed like reviews from Suns fans about Kobe. You know. Oh so man, I just don't. I was, it's I like kinda, it's like Tom Brady for me. It's like I I hate Tom Brady with a passion. Yeah. But I fucking love him and respect him like no other. Yeah, just for his his, his greatness. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if Tom Brady, if I got a signed Tom Brady jersey, I'd frame that shit and put it right behind <laughs> yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It's like, uh, it's just like one of those iconic legends that change things forever. And like, yeah. you know, you don't think, I mean, Michael Jordan's like a f- old 50 year old guy now. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. It's like, you just yeah. think that's going to be the same for people like Kobe. Yeah. And that's what, that's, what's even shittier is like, I think Kobe was on a higher path than what Jordan did post career. You 100%. know, like he was going to, he was just getting started. Kobe like he was, was going to writing books Lakers and one day. fucking, yeah, dude, he could have like, I feel like. He might have been one of the few people in sports whose post NBA career matched like his NBA career. Like yeah. he could have done a lot, you know. He already fucking won an Oscar. He was writing like kids books. He was yeah. doing business shit. He was like yeah. working. And that you know? uh, did you ever watch that animated movie you won an Oscar? No, for? I never watched it's it. Really no. good. Is it really? Yeah. Like you can. T- it's actually like it wasn't just like a fluff. Like it was like. Yeah, it, I think it it's called movie. Hair. Is it? Uh, it's about yeah. I think it's called Hair. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I've never watched that actually. 
And what's cool is you could see that he he maintained. The, oh no, it was deer basketball. Yeah, I'm that's what I thought. Of, I thought it was about basketball. I'm thinking yeah. of the <laughs> the people who won like the year after him, and I think oh, okay, they okay. thanked Kobe. Oh really? Um, yeah. Oscar winning short hair. Yeah, this one. Oh okay. Hair, okay. hair love. Yeah, they they talked about Kobe. I think in their acceptance speech. Oh really? Um, huh. Yeah, deer basketball. I've seen deer basketball too. I got them mixed up. Yeah, hair's Sounds really good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's only six minutes. It's just like a love love letter to basketball. Basketball, yeah. Um, yeah, <laughs> hair's really good too. <laughs> love letter to hair. Yeah, I'm really into Oscars, dude. Like, really? Yeah. I mean, you like? Well, yeah, I guess you would. So you, so yeah. What are your like? You fully buy into the Oscars? You don't think it's like a, like it's all like. It means something like the Oscars still means something. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the people, I mean, how could you ever take it away from someone? Other than like sales, one? you know what I mean? Like as far as like putting that like Oscar winner, blah, blah, blah. Like as far as like actual, like from a criticism, like point of view, you know what I mean? Like oh, is it yeah. actually well, like. Oscars are voted on by the Academy for the Academy. So, you know, it's kind of like if, if the NBA, if you, if just players voted for MVP, Oh, right, okay. So it's like the players voted for MVP. Like, you know, you were nominated by your peers. You won. Oh, so okay. that's like kind of the same as the Oscars. Okay, of, yeah. You know, the Academy members vote, and they select who wins the Oscars. So yeah. it's like it's like the biggest recognition of, like, you know, what you could win as far as acting. Right. And, like, um, I mean, I think it's like it's one of those things that, I mean, it used to mean a lot more for sure. But I think now it's it's evolving into like multicultural, like trying to be more inclusive. Like people are more aware of. Um, I think the Oscars will continue to evolve and change, and like it won't be so artsy fartsy, and it'll be more of um, like iconic films. Like it, it's yeah. it's always been strange to me that movies like you know Avengers are the biggest movies in the world, but they never win Oscars. Right. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but it's like, can't you argue that like that was one of the best movies of the year? if it made the most money of the year. Yeah. Like, see, that's what I've, what I've always wondered. Cause like my, at least in my ideal world, the Oscars would be awarded to whoever was just like the best artist, you know, as far as like putting out a, a film or whatever, yeah. like whoever was like, just, which is obviously hard to like, you know, come to a decision on, but like, you know when something is i guess it's if it's if it's unique and it's creative and it's like because it's easy to make like a blockbuster film i would think you know like potentially it's it's easy to there's a lot of things that that you could say it's the same as like a cheap laugh you know like you know what's gonna sell right that's fair but i always i was always under the impression that oscars like at least ideally go towards you know it's like more for the arts they absolutely are are for sure you know yeah, I mean, well, and it's like a lot goes into it. Like, you could write an amazing screenplay, again, that maybe you should, you know, qualify for an Oscar for. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it got made into an Oscar-worthy movie. Yeah. But that's why that, that's, that's why that isn't best original screenplay. But that doesn't go towards... But it has to be a pretty good movie. It has to be a movie, movie too, right? You know, yeah. like, it's, it's like, it, it's all like a culmination of, like, all these people made the best movies they could possibly make, and then they're being recognized for it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like everyone had to just. <laughs> for me, like it's always been like I want to win, 
an Oscar. Yeah. Like, that's always been. Yeah, like I've and like I still have that. Like since you're having two days. <laughs> since, like when did this dream start? By the way, <laughs> in college for sure. In, I mean, in the community college or in when you went to when uh, I went to Flex? NAU. Okay. Um, I mean, I was always super into movies. Like I always watched movies and and would watch them and pick them apart and be like, this, oh, yeah? this is fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. like this could have been better. Yeah. Or like this writing doesn't make sense. Um. Or like I would have wrote that line this way. Or, like, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then when I found out I could study it and, like, do it as a degree, I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, that and sounds... And I just got super into it. But I've always been really into the Oscars. Even as a teenager, like, I always watched it. Really? Yeah, I always make sure I watch it every year. And I, I try to read some of the screenplays. I try to watch all of the Oscar-nominated films. Damn. So you've just always been super into the Oscars, huh? Always, yeah. Why? Why? Yeah. Just because I love movies. I mean, it's yeah. just always yeah, yeah. been my, like, I just love movies. And I mean, growing up in Havasu, being a small town kid, like, movies was like. So you had, huh? <laughs> yeah, like, my my vision into the outside world, you know? Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, when Netflix used to be male DVDs. Mm-hmm. Like, when I was 16, I signed up for my first Netflix account with, like, my first debit card. Yeah, yeah. And, and you I, sport got a bunch of movies probably, huh? And I paid for three DVDs in the mail at a time. And yeah. it was my favorite fucking thing. Yeah. I mean, I would fucking sit in my room and watch movies all day, every day. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I just got, like, super into it. And then fucking writing them and everything, I was just, like, I was, like, I love it. I love, like, the art aspect, the the intricacy of like you know writing the emotion on the page and fucking yeah. figuring out the story and like designing characters and all of it yeah yeah that's my my biggest goal is to write and direct a movie someday yeah for sure and win an oscar <laughs> with it oscar would be the <laughs> ultimate i mean the ultimate if i won an oscar i could die happy for yeah. sure yeah oh no big deal yeah <laughs> <laughs> just do it bro you know yeah just no big deal just gonna sell uh do you think it'll be one of these eight movies you're sitting on right now? Uh, probably not. I think any of them are maybe Oscar worthy. I mean, I think one is. Yeah, I think one is your last one. Uh, no, it's it's this one called Letters that I wrote with. I have a writing partner. We met in college. He lives here. Oh, cool. Um, uh, we wrote this movie about uh, a guy in the Korean War. <laughs> um, wrote letters to his his wife. Um back home and uh present day his grandson finds them and starts reading them and he's a current marine present day he starts like relating his grandpa's life to his own like current struggles yeah as a soldier and like a father and a husband and it like flashes back um to the korean war and follows his grandpa for like most of the movie yeah yeah yeah. the korean war and his his grandpa died um Committed suicide and never understood why, because it's like a big like thing for Marines, like, uh, you know, like abandoning your family and stuff. Like, oh, okay, yeah. Um, he always like resented his grandpa for it, and like reading like the letters, he's like figuring out why and like finding out the backstory of like his grandpa yeah. and stuff. Yeah, but you're like watching it unfold, like in between, like while he's reading it. Yeah, and like yeah, cutting yeah. back to like his therapy sessions present day and like going through the letters and like discussing them with his wife and stuff. Dang, that sounds deep. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah. And I don't think there has there ever been I don't think there's been any movie 
that takes place during the Korean War. <laughs> no, and it's, <laughs> it's the weird. biggest f- negative feedback we've gotten about it really? is that it's not because it, it's not overly it wasn't a good war <laughs> it's not very sexy to hollywood <laughs> yeah um, that's so funny because that must be why because it's just like yeah the biggest thing but people is like, do the vietnam war people, and that's when that right. one's even worse wasn't it people like are that. like have you thought about changing this to vietnam <laughs> maybe world war ii yeah you know because it's more marketable yeah yeah yeah. and i'm like well why can't we write the best marketable <laughs> korean war movie yeah, like, like we just don't want to hire that many koreans <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> like why can't we put the korean war on the map dude come on bro yeah, it's dude. much cheaper to go to vietnam <laughs> yeah dude yeah but i like writing comedies um but i really like writing horror movies too really yeah so you've done a little bit of everything then huh? yeah absolutely. have you done an action movie too yeah <sighs> Yeah. See, and I'm so jealous because, like, I I'm the same. I love movies, but obviously I don't have any of the education or anything. But like, I love the idea. Even if I if I wasn't like if it wasn't my movie, if I just got to write for like TV show or movies or something, be able to put that stuff on screen. Like, there's a lot of things that that are better on screen than like on stage. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. So it's like I would love to do that, but it's just it's a very overwhelming idea to me to like start a screenplay and just write out the whole, th- I don't even know where to begin, what to do. So yeah. the fact that you've done, been doing this and like have done so many and I'm, it's like, fuck. Yeah. I can't imagine. <laughs> oh man, you got to start somewhere. That's uh, but it's very it's, impressive. I mean, the, the biggest thing is just learning the basics, learning the, how to write the structure of a screenplay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that like it starts with the header. It starts with the intro to the scene. Yeah. Uh, so you start with like interior room, daytime, daytime. Um, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Like set the setting. And, and then and it then starts with like a little line of description, like two men in their mid twenties sit at a table with microphones and headphones. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like you set the setting and then, you know, go into dialogue. Screenplays are all description and dialogue. Yeah. Which is, it's, uh, it's very, it sounds like a lot, you know, cause you have to like, you're really just writing out every single thing that's happening pretty much in your head. Right. For sure. So like when you're starting to write, do you just like, you put yourself in a place and you write it out as you're like imagining it? Like, how does that work? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's weird, man. Like, I mean, I get super invested in the characters and I mean, sometimes like me and my writing partner could sit down and. Like, when you get in a flow, it's almost like it starts writing itself. Yeah. And, like, yeah. you start writing on a page, and, like, you don't, sometimes I'm not really sure where it comes from. It's like, this is the dialogue. Right. Yeah. This is the conversation they're having. Yeah. And then it's like, why did you write that? And you're like, I, I just had a whole imaginary conversation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know, man. I was in the scene, and that's what they were saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Isn't that crazy how that works? It. Yeah. And uh, you're just diving into it. And, I mean, really, it's just reading books. Like, I still have all my screenwriting books on that shelf <laughs> from college. Oh, shit. Um, really, it's just reading books and getting started and f- fucking getting the first ten pages done. You yeah. Know? Yeah, just getting into it, huh? That's what the first few screenwriting classes I took were. It's like, write five pages. Write a five-page story. Yeah. And go from there. Yeah. Just, just get into it. Next thing you yeah. know, you have a whole fucking movie and, ahead of you. And it's the basics. It's it's uh, learning the structure is like, write, uh, think of think of a short story that happened in your childhood and turn it into five pages. Oh, right, 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 right. yeah. Because it's a story you already know. You don't have to make up anything. 
Yeah. You're just learning the structure of how to put it on a page. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. All right, I'll try doing that. Yeah. And then you just go from there. Into it, yeah. Yeah. It's like once you have the format down, then it becomes easy. I would imagine you're just absolutely like, the biggest thing is learning writing the, out the a flow in the format first. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Damn. Well, hey, I mean, can't wait to see one of your movies. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, maybe one day. I would love to shoot, like, short movies and, like, get into that stuff. But, yeah. like, that's, like, my, like, if I had to describe, like, my ultimate goal in life would be, like, own a movie studio. Yeah. Um, You know, own a warehouse where I could shoot shit. Film, yeah. And be financially independent and make stuff. And, yeah. Like, whether that's podcasts, whether it's YouTube videos, whether Sketches, it's, things you like know, that, TikTok yeah. shit. Yeah. Whether it's Oscar winning movies. Have a, a recording space, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Be like Adam Sandler. Be like these dudes who own their own production companies. Yeah. And yeah. do their own fucking shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just need to, what, buy a warehouse or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a couple million first, probably. Yeah, to set up. So your first movie? Yeah. Maybe Bitcoin <laughs> takes off a little bit. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, dude. What's, like, your ultimate, like, your, like, goal in life? Like, what's, like, the ultimate, like... I'm Cam C. Sneed. I fucking succeeded. Um, ultimately. Oh, that's your beer, by the way. Oh yeah, thank you. You can get um, a colder one if you want. Just being able to, probably just being able to, um, like ultimately, it would be to where I'm like a like a name in comedy. You know what I mean? To where I can like travel, yeah, and headline places, um, and just get paid to do that, and like have you know enough of a following to where it's like i can just travel around and and uh just do comedy everywhere yeah um but you know if i also would be super happy and completely content if i was able to just like quit my day job because i'm making enough off of comedy you know yeah like if i'm able to get by off of doing what i love that's that i'm perfectly fine with that too yeah but if i'm being ultimate like bigger i would love to just have you know be like all out you know having my own shit going on yeah but really just traveling doing comedy like i like to get into a lot of comedian yeah yeah and having the freedom from comedy to do other things yeah yeah exactly yeah because i mean comedy really is only like a weekend job you know like you have thursday it's like a thursday through saturday kind of thing and you know come back on a sunday and then yeah. the rest of the time can just be spent towards Podcasting other creative shit. shit yeah yeah like it <laughs> <laughs> sounds amazing yeah it does for sure man. so yeah i mean that would be the ultimate for me if i could monetize a podcast and have that take over my income yeah and then focus on you know comedy and writing and other shit in yeah my free time for sure yeah absolutely yeah, which I mean, you know, it's kind of crazy. Like, like the perspective of it, it's like, what a what a dream, you know, to be able to be like, yeah, I'm just gonna make money off of like, you know, my my thoughts, Some you know, ha-ha's. like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> just my ideas. Like, it feels kind of like weird. Like, it's a very like American idea, you know, just be like, yeah, I'm just gonna make millions off of off of you know my my stupid brain, but yeah. Hey, if it's there, I'm 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 here to chase it, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I think I can do it. You can definitely do it. Yeah. I think a lot of people can do it. I think a lot of it is putting in the time and effort and Yeah. accepting that it's not going to be immediate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. I think it's like that with anything, you know? You just got to put in the work. Yeah. I think a lot of people get these like uh pie in the sky dreams yeah. about things, you know, and yep. then it gets too daunting. 
Yeah. And it's like it's like it's like uh, the way I accepted it with screenwriting. It's like you know, reading about other people like helps put it into perspective for me. Like, like Seth Rogen wrote Super Bad when he was in high school. He sold it, Shit. you know, thirteen years later or fourteen oh, really? years later or whatever. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. So it's like. Well, that was his like first big hit that he sold. Yeah, yeah. And it, you know, look at him now. <laughs> it just yeah. sat on his computer for over a decade. Fuck. So what's the big deal if mine sit on my computer for over a decade? Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. Like it's the type of shit where I've like just accepted. Like, I wrote that movie. It's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah. It still like, has it's as mine. Much potential it's as my it intellectual did. property. You know? Yeah. It's like, but it's like maybe one day it'll be a movie. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. It's like maybe some of these jokes As long as I you wrote, keep putting it out there, you know, you have, something's got to sell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For me, it's just like a struggle because I, I like so many different things. Mm-hmm. And I know. It's like I can't just get like 100% invested in comedy. Yeah. I can't get 100% invested in screenwriting. And if I did, I feel like I'd go insane, honestly. You just, think so? Just because. Even with it, your uh, your obsessive personality? <laughs> yeah. Just because I have I have so many things like that I like doing. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like let go of podcasting. Yeah. You know, to focus on something else. It's like I just want to find a balance with with a lot of it. Keep your hand in all the baskets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And figure out what I like doing the most. Yeah. So you don't know yet? You don't know like you don't have like a sense of like what's like I mean, obviously people can have multiple interests and things, but I feel like everyone has like one thing that's their thing you know what i mean yeah so do you feel like you have that yet or are you still trying to like you don't know i mean i feel like i would i would like lean towards comedy for sure yeah um like i said like the feeling of being on stage like i feel like it's where i belong yeah yeah but i mean how many fucking comedians turn into fucking you know movie producers or huge actors and like yeah you know, all yeah. this different stuff so yeah I feel like for me, it's like another tool in my basket of like, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I'm sure it helps with all the, like helps writing with jokes and everything. Like all the, you know, yeah. what you went to college for, like it, I'm sure that helped with the process too. I think screenwriting helped me write my first set of jokes for sure. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. cause that's, I feel like for a lot of people, that's the biggest struggle when they're starting out comedy is just figuring out how to write a joke, you know? Yeah. But if you already know how to write, then that's a that gives you a huge advantage yeah for sure <clears throat> but yeah it's like i feel like I, I just want all of it to be like a natural progression of me like yeah i'm a podcaster yeah i'm a comedian yeah yeah I, i've written some screenplays yeah, too you do it all and screenwriting's never gonna be like a full-time thing and i i used to want it to be and i accepted that it won't be no and i accepted that like i used to want to be a tv writer i've accepted that that's not a lifestyle that i'm even remotely interested in okay um, you know, if I got contracted to write a TV show or some episodes, I'd be down for that. Yeah. But sitting in a writing room with a bunch of fucking jackasses and I might not get along with. Yeah. It's not for me. Like I want to, I want to write what I want to write. I don't oh, want to okay. be on like a team of writers that we all got picked by this fucking other dude. Yeah. To like write this shitty show that maybe I'm not that invested in. Like just from what I've read and stuff, like TV writers don't have the greatest fucking like times, you know? Yeah, it's like a lot of pressure, and it's probably just a lot of forced. And a lot of them work on shit they bullshit. don't want to work on. Yeah, they're like, yeah, this is just my job. Right. And yeah. I, I don't yeah. want it to you take be, the fun out of it. The 
the yeah. love out of it. Yeah. I don't want it to be like that point where I'm like, I just do this for money. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can see that. Yeah. I want to do other shit for money and I want to focus on creative shit that I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then eventually the creative shit will turn into money. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally. Yeah. But it sounds like you, you, uh, like you basically have to just kind of pave your own way to, to doing that, you know? Yeah. Unless, or you just find a project that you like fully support that you would be willing to hop on. But it sounds like it's more like, you know, you, you, you want to be the guy. You know, yeah. it's your movie. Yeah, dude. <laughs> it's yeah. my writer's room. <laughs> but I feel like that's how a lot of comedians are, right? Like, yeah. it's like, it, it's like, I just want to do my thing. Yeah. Like, yeah I yeah. do my comedy. <laughs> like, yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's interesting, man. Like, I, yeah, it's like, I, I just want to be well rounded. And I don't know. Yeah, it sounds like you are. That's good. I wish, uh, I wish I had more going for me. I can't. Pfft. I told you I gotta go to I gotta go to community college to learn how to sing, bro. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I gotta, yeah, but that's the same thing, man. I, think I, I mean, can act, though, maybe I mean, we're act. talking about me doing podcasting and like screenwriting and stuff. Like, I mean, you're talking about following that same path of like, yeah, like just comedy will be your, your main thing. Yeah. but you'll be like, yeah, I just came from fucking dance class. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. So it's like you're pursuing <laughs> other shit outside yeah. of comedy yeah like you, you might not want to be a paid dancer right yeah but you're learning but you the skill have set that, have that yeah you know and it's mostly i mean for me it's mostly just to like just to have that to give you that like advantage just as far as being a entertainer you know right like think about like i think about people like jamie fox you know like how he's just fucking killing it like he knows how to sing he's he's in all, like so many great movies well, he's, not, he's not the best actor, but he's like in a lot of good movies. Well, and he's also a comedian. Yeah, and he's a and he. I think he started out as a comic, you know. Yeah. But he was also like st- doing. He was also singing during his stand-up sets and stuff. Like he was just like very obvious that he's a talented person. You right. Know? So I'm just trying to be a talented person. Right. Yeah. And that's the type of shit I think about too. It's like why can't you know why is why is it not okay to be more like that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, like would you? Like, would you dismiss Jamie Foxx's comedy career because he's not actively going out to clubs currently? Or did you be like, yeah, dude, he's a pretty great stand-up. Yeah. And he, he still is a stand-up. Like, you can't take it away from him. His comedy specials and shit out there. Even uh, though he hasn't done it for 20 fucking years. I kind of would, though. See, but, I know? do kind of, though. Like, I don't... even Now, if you're like... I'd be like, oh, yeah, Jamie Foxx, the actor. You know? I'm yeah. not like, oh, Jamie Foxx, the stand-up. Like, he's not really, like... He did stand-up. But, but there's probably people out there who got introduced to Jamie Foxx as a comedian. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, but a lot of people get into stand-up just to get into the entertainment industry. For you sure. Know, like, it's like their easiest way to like get into movies or whatever. Like For sure. Especially out in L.A. Like you just... You just started, well, back you know. in LA, it was designed around that, right? Like people yeah. go to the comedy store to try to find an actor for <laughs> yeah. a TV show. Yeah, exactly. Like Jim Carrey. A personality. Yeah, you just have to have a personality. Yeah. Um... Yeah, stand up's one of those interesting things because it's like so many people like get into it and get out of it. Mm-hmm. Some people are lo- long time lifers where they're just stand ups. Yeah, you know that's like that's like the difference, at least from what I've heard, from what I've observed between like the L.A. comedy scene and the New York comedy scene. At least like before, th- I don't know how things are now, but New York in New York, like comics in New lifers. York are like comic comics. Like that's just pretty much all they do. But they also aren't making very much money because it's like it's just comedy, you know. But everyone out in L.A., they're also acting and they're fucking, you know, doing podcasts. And it's a bunch of like they're doing a bunch of things where because that's just 
what you do in LA, you know, there's yeah. just so much going on. But in New York, you're either in like theater or comedy or, you know, it's like yeah. whatever you're in, that's pretty much all you're doing out there in New York. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting to see the, uh, the differences in, in people's approaches. Yeah. It's interesting to me to see how these people all make livings. Yeah. You know, like podcasting became like the main source of income for so many comedians. Yeah. 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 Cause it's, uh, it can be a little more reliable. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, and, and, I'm and sure it's e- more easily, uh, they make a lot more money monetized. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, some of these smaller comedians, like, like there's a lot of comedians I know out there and I mean, they're on Netflix, they're on comedy specials, but I mean, they don't seem to be like that well off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like as far as, you know, having a fucking, uh, it's hard to say Joe Rogan money because now he's like a zillionaire. Yeah. But they're not like balling. Like not everyone's super famous, like a Kevin Hart or a fucking, right. you know, like, <laughs> like I was just listening to Annie Letterman on Joe Rogan the other day talking about how like she's struggling to get out of her apartment and like pay the fee to like, just get out of there. Oh really? And I'm like, man, that would, I would have expected like you just had the money to do yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, you think they're just, like, rolling in dough <laughs> yeah. just because they're, you know. And she was t- telling Joe, like, she'd like to buy a Tesla when she makes more money. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. like, yeah, when I become a baller like you, I'll buy a Tesla. Yeah. And, I, like, in my head, I was like, oh, I just assumed you could afford it. You already one. had a, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> you know? I know. So, yeah, that's the thing that's kind of scary, too, is it's, like, there's so many different tiers in comedy where you can really, like, it takes a lot to get to a point where you're really making like money like off of comedy, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, like you yeah. kind of have to be doing other shit in order to, you have to be in movies or, or something else, you know, like, right. Unless I can't or, think of anyone really who's just doing comedy and well, and making it. Yeah. Well, except like maybe like an Anthony Jeselnik or like there's some, I don't know if you, I mean, he has some a people like huge that. TV show, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anthony yeah, Jeselnik offensive. And then another one after that. that yeah. He's doing some TV stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But at least he's still like, you know, like that's okay. Like you're writing, you know, like for like a, yeah. if you're writing for a sketch or something. It's still like, like visual comedy. Yeah. You know, but it's but like then, he was like ever on a TV show. And like guys acting. like Daniel Tosh came up in stand up comedy. And yeah. got a huge Comedy Central deal. Yeah, and yeah. And I don't know if he does really stand-up a whole lot anymore. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Now. He doesn't have a TV show anymore, right? I thought he does. Isn't it still on Comedy Central? Tosh. Tosh Bueno? I don't... Is it? I think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> is he know. just, like, super comfortable with Comedy Central right now? Just chilling? Well, that's what, like, I've heard on podcasts. People talk about him. And they're like, and yeah, he had, yeah. as soon as he got on... Oh, it literally ended November 24th last year. Oh, shit. After 12 seasons. R.I.P. That's, uh... Shit, he's probably doing comedy now. New news. But I feel like we're also... We're entering this, like, new paradigm of, like, the future of, like... You have to be, like, multifaceted. You have to be, like... Yeah, just to compete. (laughs) Kind of a business mindset, like... Yeah. You know, in like a lot of people are just doing their own things, you know, they're skipping like the middleman as far as like agents or whatever. Yeah. Like a lot of people are just setting up their own YouTube channels. People are releasing stand up specials on YouTube. Yeah, shit. exactly. Yeah. You know? It's kind of the new wave. Like you kinda have to learn everything so you can just do it yourself. Right. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. Yeah, so uh i'm gonna need your help i'm probably gonna need your help because <laughs> <laughs> i've never even owned a laptop really so i uh i'm not good with this computer stuff and uh 
I could also use your help uh, learning how to write screenplays and uh, you know Dude, I'm happy I want to get into sketches that. and stuff. I think we could. I want to get a little writing group together. I would love to write some sketches. Yeah, I would really. Um, <laughs> you know, you know Bubba's like vibe cop gear and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out Bubba. Yeah. After I talked to him about that and got some of his vibe cop shit, I just I got super high and just went on this whole tangent in my head about vibe cop sketches. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. how like. Uh, <laughs> You know, like you call a vibe cop when like the vibes off at a party, yeah. <laughs> and like it's a dude like Bubba who shows up from like a fucking tie dye shirt, and he's like, "What's up, baby?" Like, like he has some drugs, like you know, like so. Like, you to check vibes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like he'll like remove people from the party yeah. that are like killing the vibe. You know, like hey man, you gotta get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> he like comes with a flashlight and then starts blinking it like it's a party. Yeah, like, weird shows up, the vibe. up to like a kid's birthday party and it's immediately better. Like. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just went on this whole tangent in my head about vibe cop sketches and like yeah. how fun that would be to make and film them. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, that sounds hilarious. Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would love to make some stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah, I'm trying to like, because it's like I said, like there's just a lot of jokes that are better visually, like when you can really like lay it out and 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 film it. You know? Yeah. It just I, so I want to try and get into sketches. Plus, it's an easy way to like boost you know like views on the internet and stuff like it's kind of the new wave is everything is just oh for sure like it's a easy way to to get jokes in is through a sketch you know dude and that's a thing too man i mean fuck you could blow up on tiktok (laughs) faster than you ever i don't know what that's worth but (laughs) but you know what i mean like yeah i mean there's i don't know how that tiktok works there's people who get a hundred thousand followers on tiktok and like they're just making money and like fucking yeah like an overnight success yeah yeah the internet's definitely changed things too it's like man it really sometimes it really doesn't take that much <laughs> right yeah like, why am i trying so hard fuck just go get fucked up and record everything you know right that's the type of shit i feel like i struggle with like a lot of people of like what do i want to put my free time into yeah do i want to make a tiktok video like yeah i don't know if i can work on my stand-up like <laughs> i can work on a screenplay like you know yeah there's so many fucking avenues now that you could get into yeah i um i've never been very good on the on the internet like the instagram social media stuff i don't really use it a lot i'm trying to get better but yeah it also helps to have content you know yeah i'm just trying to get more videos and stuff yeah yeah have you been like recording any of your sets or anything on your phone or yeah yeah i record them but i'm also like very very self-critical so like it takes a lot for me to feel comfortable with like putting something out that i don't want to like that i want to just leave up there you know yeah that's fair so it's like trying to because i'm just like i feel like i don't want to put a joke out until i feel like it's close to being done ish you know or it's like i don't know i just like i said overthink things and i'm very self-critical so it's like i need to just figure it out figure out a way to uh, make something like funny and digestible and 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 quit overthinking it <laughs> yeah it's but, hard to do yeah yeah um but yeah i mean that's just where it is that's where it's at everyone's fucking on instagram and and all that shit and that's where you make money it's on the internet it's a fucking ever changing landscape dude yeah yeah that's like the annoying shit to me though i feel like is like it's so far removed from, like, the reality of, like, 
interpersonal like mingling with people yeah the internet and like how much anger and shit's online and like you know yeah how freely people feel like comfortable saying things to people online yeah i know yeah they just let loose because they're yeah they're safe behind their screen yeah because there's no filter there's not like there's no you don't have to watch someone's face turn from you know fine to super angry (laughs) (laughs) yeah thing you write so yeah yeah it's just it's so challenging to me of like Sometimes I do, I'm like the old school mindset of like, yeah, the internet's not real, dude. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, that's great. Yeah. You read people are upset about something, that means nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's all, you'll forget about it by tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or like, and it's very fleeting. Things go viral, you know, people get canceled. I'm like, yeah, but no one's going to talk about that in three days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like the Chris D'Elia thing. Fickle. Yeah. It's yeah. like, who cares about any of that anymore? <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Like, you know, his yeah. life got ruined and everything. Yeah. But it's like, does anyone care anymore? Like, Yeah, it's just, just kind of this thing, like, you just kind of, like, talk. I, I don't know. It, it, I think it it gets buried by the next person that fucking, you right. know. <laughs> like, the whole cancel culture generation is just, like, a whole fucking thing. Yeah. It's kind of overwhelming. Yeah. But I don't think Chris Lee is really, like doing much still <laughs> you yeah, know he's he brought his podcast back and that's yeah. i mean pretty much it probably just to make money i'm sure he's gonna have a hard time getting booked for he'll a while o- he'll always have his following you know like he'll still i'm sure he'll still sell out places but it's just, he has to like lay low probably it'll be three or four years just like you louis ck was y- yeah exactly yeah if even that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah cancel culture is gonna get like hyper like, it's going to be like, yeah, I was canceled last week, but I'm good now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> yeah. Right, we don't have to wait four years like Louis did anymore. Yeah. Like, oh, that other guy, he kind of took the heat off me. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? dude? it'll be someone else. I know. Yeah. And, I mean, it's not like, uh, by the way, it's not like when I saw Chris D'Elia, I was like, oh, I want to be like Chris D'Elia, you know? Like, I'm not like a giant fan of Chris D'Elia, I heard you say. I'm a big fan of him, but it's There's like, a poster <laughs> of him over your bed. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, one day. <laughs> I, just, I wonder that sometimes when I tell it, because it feels weird, like, attributing, like, my desire to do comedy to that, but yeah. it's like, that's kind of when it all clicked for me. It just really was. Like, it just all was, like, that feeling. Like, the feeling that was going on in the the theater or whatever, like, all those people laughing it was like damn it would be cool to be able to do that yeah every night like if that's just your job yeah to like bring fucking laughter and joy to all these people like uncontrollably like you know it's just a good time who doesn't like a good time yeah if anything why can't i just spend my whole life trying to create a good time for people you know like that just sounds yeah why (laughs) i love that yeah i mean that's the mindset i've had on on all the shit I do, podcasting, writing movies, whatever, it's all, to me, it's... Yeah, it's entertainment. It's I like yeah. entertaining people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I guess that's well, that's really when that moment clicked. It was like, and 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 he just made it seem so easy. I was like, all right, well, yeah. here we go. Yeah, I mean, Chris D'Elia is an interesting one now, but, I mean, he yeah. told people that three years ago. People were like, oh, that's yeah, pretty right. cool, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I right. like Chris D'Elia <laughs> a lot. You know? I, know, I was like... I, he's my favorite guest on Fire <laughs> yeah. and the Kids. Oh, I dude. love Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, it is kind of weird to say now, but uh, but yeah, I'm more of a Louis C.K. fan anyway. So. Okay, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, who are yeah. you like big fans of, like comedy wise? Like, what's your style? 
What's the um, shit you get I like into? a lot. I like a lot. I try to not watch too much because I'll notice myself like copying their style or whatever, you know? Like when I was first starting, I was very uh, uh, Jezel Nicky, you know? Like yeah. Anthony Jezel Nick. I'm a big fan of his, but um, him. I like a lot of one liner comedians, you know? Okay. And kind of like, like, I want to be able to tell that you wrote out what you're saying. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I want you to cut out all the bullshit. I don't want to, like, I don't want fillers. I want just, like, I want it, you, I want to feel like you're cramming in as many jokes as you can. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not just trying to fill time. Yeah. So it's just people like that, you know? Like, uh, um, I can't think of the other one-liner comedian that's, he's dead now, but he's, uh, I like Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg, I'm a big fan of his. Okay. Yeah, I love, I love him. Um, and then I can't think of the other guy I'm thinking of, but I, uh, yeah, I just like writers. I feel like you can tell, you know, like yeah. when someone's constantly trying to evolve their jokes and they're developing it. And I don't really like, I mean, some storytelling comedians are fun, but it's just like, there's a lot of dead space. I feel like, yeah, you know, so it's just, that's just my preference. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm with you there. I really enjoy watching like people like Tom Segura. Oh yeah. Um but I mean he's a straight storyteller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I mean sometimes I'm for sure like, and... yeah, I don't really care about this story. You know, like yeah. it's not like a like a joke that makes me like, Oh my god, right. you <laughs> fucking got me with that one, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Yeah. Yeah, I love Anthony Jesselnick. Daniel Tosh. I've seen Daniel Tosh yeah. stand up like four times. Yeah. Yeah. He I'm used to travel to NAU there. um and do college tours. Oh, okay. And, like, the height of, like, Tosh.0 back in the day, he'd do college tours every summer. Yeah. So he'd come back to I bet that was fucking... <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Any stand-up comedian that came there... When I was at NAU in college, I went and saw him. So I saw yeah. Nick Swartzen. I saw Daniel Tosh. Um, I saw, like, well, I don't know, a couple others. I saw Key and Peele <laughs> when they came there. Wow. Um. So, yeah, I've always been, like... Even before I was trying to do stand-up i was always super into stand-up right like, into yeah, comedy. yeah yeah um which i feel like also makes it interesting trying to do stand-up now yeah it's like uh being a consumer still yeah yeah you know yeah that's like what i said like even listening to people's podcasts sometimes like i'll catch myself almost like writing a joke off of something they said you yeah. know and i'll be like ah oh, that's kind of like derivative you know like it's like ah, oh, just think, like or or even like how i say things sometimes if i'm listening to a podcast a lot like it's just how my brain works sometimes you know like so i kind of have to take breaks and not really consume a lot otherwise i'll i feel like whatever i'm trying to do becomes disingenuous yeah that's interesting might be you know overthinking it but yeah it's just you know i've seen it happen before you know like i'll be watching myself and like oh i kind of sound like fucking you know it's like i don't want to do that i want to try and be original find my voice well, and I think it's it's different for every comedian, right? Like, some comedians could sit in the back of the room and watch every stand-up go on stage. Yeah, yeah. And then some comedians are like, I can't listen to a single fucking word. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's just, like, it's just different for everyone. Like, Anthony Jesselnik, I know he said in some <laughs> interviews, he's like, I don't watch any comedy. Yeah. At yeah, all. Yeah. He's like, there's, like, two people I watch, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. It is hard. Yeah, I'm. it's kind of, I'm kind of the same way. A lot of people will, will like... Or pe- when people come up and ask, like, oh, what did you think of, like, my joke or whatever, like, or talk, just talking about their jokes, it's like, I don't really, like, like, if I'm there, I'm I'm listening, but I'm not really, like, 
there like soaking in other because i i hear comedy every day so much that it's just like kind of goes in and out you know yeah. like, it's hard for a joke to really really stick with me even yeah. even if i'm going to see you know someone bigger it's just like i just see it so much that it doesn't nothing really sticks anymore yeah <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's interesting when you get into something how much you like struggle to continue being a fan. Yeah, when you're yeah. involved in it. Yeah, because it changes. Because you're like over overindulging almost. That changed for me um, studying how reality TV shows were made in college. Oh yeah. Um, because I, I was always super into reality TV shows like Survivor, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and like learning like the ins and outs and like the aspects like the behind the scenes keeping stuff. it entertaining it just kind of ruined it for me yeah because you like, like know what game they're playing already. i was like oh so they don't get sunburns because they're they all have like sunscreen they have like breaks like they have tents. oh they have like tents they sit under like there's producers on the island with them like oh. there's like you know right. yeah you never really see them going to the bathroom because there's you know some porta potties <laughs> yeah out so it's like distance not like, as crazy as they're making it look yeah. yeah the women still get female products and like you know like yeah you know, stuff like that, that, like, you know, you don't really think about. They're on an island that's not a deserted island. There's actually a resort. It's a set-up island, yeah. Ten, <laughs> mi- ten miles <laughs> east of them, there's a resort with people on the beach. Like, it's not like they're, you yeah, know, yeah. in trouble Like, they actually they got die. stuck, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, aspects like that, I was like, oh, like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, shit. Like, yeah. makes a lot of sense. Or the fact that, you know, in Survivor, they have tribal council where they vote people out. And yeah, that, that takes like ten hours to film. That like whole sit down yeah, thing that it's they do, like ten minutes of the show. Fuck. You Why know? does it take so long? Just because it's like interviewing each person individually, doing the group stuff, and ed- they, editing it, stuff when people say dumb answers, like coaching them on answering something properly, like redoing. Oh, so it's very fixed. Yeah. Like there's like redoing the same question four times. So you can film it from different angles, like you know, just shit oh, like that. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, filming them walking in and out takes thirty minutes to to an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know, picking. All right, can we run that back? Yeah, have them do it again. And well, and like the little shit you don't think of, of like, oh, go pick up your tiki torches and walk out with them. Someone fucking drops one, so you have to redo it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like it's very. It's not as natural as you think. It's not like just the you know, yeah, bunch of hidden cameras on an island. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. All set up from the beginning, huh? Yeah. It's the same thing with, like, shooting a movie. It's like, oh, they shot that one scene 18 fucking times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. It's like, oh, my God. It's painstaking. Yeah. But, I mean, it probably would, wouldn't would have made it this far if they just <laughs> filmed all their, like, natural shit, you know? Right. just a bunch of boring people on an island fucking up. But that's why it's up and perfect and entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They yeah. polish it all out. So that's the interesting like thing getting into comedy too is like now when I watch stand up or I go to a show, like again a little in my head I'm like oh how did they write this like, yeah you know yeah 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 you have you're like watching it from a different perspective altogether yeah and you're yeah. like oh how many times have they said that joke before like yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah yeah you feel like you're like you kind of pick up on when someone's just riffing or when they're like you're like oh what's going on here you for know? sure yeah like the little nuances yeah of like the jokes yeah it's fun to watch though i still like going to live shows like bigger live shows i always enjoy that you know yeah but even podcasts i have to be in the mood for you know yeah all that stuff i kind of just listen to a lot of music 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you like what do you like spend most of your free time out time outside of comedy doing? Um Nothing really. I really just like work and then and then do open mics and everything in between is just like hanging out with random people like whatever yeah. I'm invited to or whatever but Yeah. Really all I do is just my day job and then and then comedy. Diving hard and Yeah, if there's open an open mics. mic I'm going to go there, yeah. Yeah. Or a show or whatever. Or sleep. Other than that I'm just going to try and catch up on sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, fair. I'm always out here doing the most, you know. Yeah. Just balls deep in the comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of one of those things, like, I recognize early on that it's very easy to slip out of it. Like, yeah. people, like, a lot of people start gung-ho, but then, you know, after a couple years or whatever, they lose their fire, and you just, your consistency starts to wane, and next thing you know, you're just one of those guys who used to, you know, be in the scene. You used to do stand-up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I was just like, I, I told myself early on that I, like, need to commit to this. Like, I'm not going to let, yeah. you know, a fucking a job get in the way i'm not gonna let a girl get in the way like i'm yeah. like about this you know yeah i just need to stay on it so it's going all right so far good for you man yeah yeah <laughs> i'd say it's going pretty well yeah thanks i'm trying yeah man just trying to be funny i mean it's kind of how it has to be sometimes you know it's like i it is very easy to get pulled away from things yeah it's yeah very easy you just gotta I, fucking have a kid or or go yeah. you know like buy a house or i don't know very easy on a Tuesday night to be like, yeah, I'm not going to go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't feel like it, you know. Right. It's one of those things. I mean, how many times have you had that with, like, anything else? It's just like, are you really about this? Are you really into it? Because these are those moments when you don't feel like doing something. You still kind of just have you to. go. Yep, you got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because then next thing you know, like, it becomes easier and easier to, to drop it and be like, oh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Next thing you know, you, yeah. you don't even care anymore. Yeah, man. Yeah. I got the, I got like a food poisoning last week, um, like uh, Monday night, like Tuesday, um, just at dinner, like I was just sitting there with my wife and I was like, I think I gotta go throw up in the bathroom, dude. Shit. Like it was at the restaurant when it hit you still? Yeah. Well, I was kind of feeling shitty Monday and I didn't really feel like eating like at the restaurant. So I, it wasn't anything I ate at the restaurant. Oh, you were already. I was like going downhill all day. Yeah, and then, I like, you. I left my house, went to the restaurant, and I was like, I'm not doing great, dude. Like, yeah. this was not a good choice. Yeah. And I had some alcohol there, and I think that, like, really did it for me. I was like, I gotta go fucking throw up. And then I was just throwing up for, like, two days straight. Oh, fuck. Like, till Wednesday. And uh, I was supposed to be at Bridget's on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Oh, really? Yeah. And I was dying all day just in my head. I was like, how the fuck? I can't cancel yeah, this fucking comedy show, man. Off, yeah. I was like, I got to fucking do it. Like, I got to do it in my head all day. Yeah. And then just laying in bed being sick all day and shit, I was like, I can't fucking go. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I got to be realistic about this. Like, I can't do it, dude. Yeah. And it just killed me. I was like, I got it. Like, because I got it in my head, you know? I'm like, you can't ever fucking cancel a show. The fight. show yeah. must go on. <laughs> yeah. Fucking do the mics, do the time. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And in my head, I'm like, I could get out there and fucking hold that mic for seven fucking minutes, dude. Like, I could fucking do it. Like, you yeah. know? Yeah, but like, like I would have been dying. Fuck, yeah. I would have been dying if I went. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I have that. Like I said, I'm, like, I'm super obsessive. So it's like when I have like a, a mic to do or a book show or something, I'm like, I'm fucking there. You got it. Yeah, like, commit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get that. But yeah, yeah sometimes your body's just like, it's not happening, bro. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever got food poisoning before in my entire life yeah. that I can remember. You yeah. Know, like legit food poisoning where it's like 
48 hours and it was done. Yeah, that sounds scary. That sounds like a whole yeah. fucking like, thing. And then Wednesday <laughs> night, I was like, I was okay. And then Thursday, I was like rehydrating, like feeling a little better, <laughs> you yeah. know? But like, it, yeah, ruined my whole fucking week. And just ruined my whole comedy week. I was like, motherfucker, dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, Jesus, fuck. Shit. Yeah. But now this week, I'm like, I got to make up for last week. Yeah. So yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got to go out every fucking <laughs> Careful night. Careful what you eat. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> got to go out every night this week, you know? Yeah. I was going to ask you, it's been like a while. Uh, I feel like we're at a good stopping point, but there's one thing I want to ask yeah. you. We're at two and a half hours already, dude. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fly, well, we covered a lot. Flies by, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's one other thing I was going to ask you is how you ended up at the the moreland house is that how you pronounce it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the moreland Mor- house moreland house moreland house yeah it's a uh, shout out to the moreland house we've been throwing a lot of events there we had a just had the festival of destiny volume two yeah on uh what yesterday friday on friday yeah um yeah it was cool i uh i, I was just uh i was like how i ended up there i was moving out but i was like procrastinated about finding a new place and so uh dustin hadlock shout out to dustin he had like told me that he's moving to that house around the same time yeah and he was like yeah there's gonna be an extra room like you move in there and it was like on the day that i was supposed to move out from my old place and i didn't really have anything else planned so i was like all right fuck it at least it's somewhere to stay you know for now and then and then i moved and then dustin ended up living there and like it ended up ending up being this whole like kind of cool like community thing like throwing a bunch of shows there and and uh it's been interesting it's kind of has like a hippie commune vibe to it but it's uh (laughs) it's uh it's a lot of fun it's been like really cool having like all these super cool bands and and comics and shows and karaoke and like everything going on like right in my backyard you know yeah and uh it's been a lot of fun it's uh definitely um it's different it's different than what i was doing you know where i was like yeah in a house in north phoenix where it's super quiet and, and and now it's like downtown and the house downtown there's a bunch of characters around there's always people coming and going and there's shows and there's just a lot of activity but i think it's been kind of good for my like creativity and yeah um it's uh yeah it's been fun like fully absorbed in it yeah yeah yeah. um but yeah it's uh it's a good venue they got a it has a lot of potential just it's just a matter of time you know trying to build things and has that been any issues there like throwing shit in the backyard yeah, kind of just like uh, I mean, there's been like creative differences and things like people like oh, okay. between people at the house like putting That's on not the even shows. What and I was stuff, thinking of you know? like, like I was thinking more like cops noise complaints and stuff. Oh yeah, but. I mean there's that too a little bit, but it hasn't really been that bad. Like cops just come and and ask you to turn it down, but thankfully the neighbors seem to kind of be like supportive of the events we've been having there. That's cool. Um, but then what's yeah. a little infighting in the in the group though a little <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah just kind of like uh how many people yeah, are there people how many people live there how many stuff. people are involved um i'd say like like four <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah like there's like as far as people living at the house there's there's four but there's just like a lot of coming and going there's like people who are just like it's very like uh friendly like there's just a bunch of people who hang out like it's like there's always people hanging out in the backyard. We got a bus back there, and and uh, um, but yeah, uh, Dustin's been putting on a lot of shows, and then um, another roommate there was doing like karaoke there and stuff, and it's been fun. It's just a matter of trying to make sure that 
you know everyone no one gets on each other's nerves you know <laughs> yeah just, just how people are it's always how it is with roommates in general though. yeah exactly yeah. especially when you're trying to like build some do something together you know like yeah anything that's that way any project that you have you got to make sure that the people you're doing it with like you kind of fuck with them you know creative differences are huge man yeah 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 Yeah, because it's just so many things i mean it's almost the same as fucking having a kid together you know like you have these two combating like you were raised different than your your wife you know but if you're trying to raise a kid you guys have this different idea of how this is supposed to go it's kind of like that with anything really it's just creating a meeting of the minds symbiosis yeah yeah so that's why like if if when you find someone that you really gel with like it's special like you really got to try and hang on to that because absolutely you go somewhere with it yeah yeah it's it's interesting how rare that is to find and then when you do find it it's like holy shit yeah 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 like me and my writing partner who we've written all, all my shit with um i mean now we've known each other for you know 10 years and oh, sh- yeah, yeah yeah and like the first few years it was a struggle like communicating scheduling mm-hmm. time to work on stuff yep <laughs> um i mean just just basic life life in general differences i mean we met when i was you know fucking i'm 29 now we met when i was 19 oh, okay he's eight or nine years older than me so yeah i mean he was already you know a 30 year old dude like, it, yeah like, yeah <laughs> you know you were 19 yeah yeah because we met in college yeah and yeah. uh maybe 20 but yeah i mean um and like, I mean, it just it, we worked really hard to like grow our like creative partnership together. Yeah, like you, you had know? to like stick with it, like go through some rough patches. I'm sure. You know? Yeah. And now he's the type of guy like I'd trust with anything. Like, yeah. Yeah. Personal and professional, like you know. Yeah. I could ask him to fucking watch my dog on the weekend. Like I could ask him for advice, marriage advice. Yeah. Like you know. Yeah, he's a homie. Like yeah. Fucking ten years. That's a long time. And I could, <laughs> I could work on him with anything. Like send yeah. him something I wrote. Like send him jokes. Whatever the fuck. Like that's awesome. That's so cool to have that. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like it's so rare to find that with people. And yeah. Like, so I, long way of saying I agree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you gotta <laughs> hold on to that shit, dude. Yeah. Yeah, and honestly, that's that's why I'm kind of bummed out. Like that's that's how i felt when i was doing that podcast with sam you know like crash dummies like we had a good jail together and like yeah i could tell that like you know the the podcast was good like it had a lot of potential considering we only did you know like maybe 30 episodes or something but like i could tell it could have gone somewhere if we kept going with it but it's one of those things you just have to be you have to partner up with someone who's as committed as you are you know, because right. you have to be willing to like go the distance and, and eventually these things will pan out, but it's like anything else, you just got to grind it out. You got to be patient. You can't have it immediately. Right. So you just gotta, you gotta figure it out. Yeah, man. And it's like small nuances. Like something I learned like early on with him is like, I got to stop saying I, when, when I say stuff like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, we wrote screenplays. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I didn't write them. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like we wrote the screenplays. Like I was writing some emails, um, you know, to people. I got, like I got a shout out on like John Jay and Rich one day because I like sent John Jay this thing about like his fucking sister is like a TV producer in California. Oh, okay. So I sent him this long email about like, hey man, could you like fucking help me out? Uh, You know, send your shit, send my shit to your sister type of thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Um. And, like, the way I wrote the email was, like, you know, I'm a screenwriter from, you know, Arizona, blah, blah, blah. 
like and my my writing partner was like dude this whole thing was about you <laughs> and i was like like i didn't I didn't get it at first, you know? Right, and yeah. Like, you weren't talking, like, as a representative of, like, you guys together. You right. Were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, like, an introduction of me and, like, my screenplay. Yeah. But and, the like, work you were talking about was, like, both of you guys. was ours. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, he's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? And it was, like, the first time I had ever, like, thought about, like, I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, we're a we. Like, we're a, we're a yeah. partnership yeah. here. Like, we're, like, you know? Yeah. And like ever since that conversation, like that never happened again. And like, it's like, it changed my whole perspective about yeah. like, what we were doing. Yeah. And then you build from there. Cause it's like, yeah, that's, that's exactly what needs to happen. You know, you have that conversation and you're like, Hey man, you're right. And then that's what allows that relationship to keep building. And it builds yeah. off of that, like that honesty and openness and your willingness to be able to adjust, you know? Yeah. Like that's, and he could have totally creates. been like, fuck you dude yeah 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 exactly yeah yeah what the fuck is this yeah could have totally been like don't don't taking it super personal yeah right yeah yeah see that's the thing too is there's it's hard to manage personalities like there's a lot of people who just so caught up in their own world their own ego that it's like you can't even work with them because it's just walking on eggshells you know yeah especially when it comes to to like you know something you're creating because it's so vulnerable so any little criticism or anything like it could easily go south it's your baby man yeah exactly yeah and that's something i think film school helped me with a lot too of like like i feel like this weird progression for comedy for me is so strange because like i did so many things professionally and personally before i got into comedy yeah they feel like i figured out a lot of my life before i got into comedy Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I feel like falling into comedy was like a natural thing that I could like envelop myself in because I had so much of my life already like figured out. And yeah. Like yeah. That definitely structured. That definitely helps uh, with the progression of things like already knowing kind of who you are, you know, as a person, right. like kind of which direction you want to go with things. And like, that's how I know I can stick with comedy because I like my life's here. I'm not yeah. leaving Phoenix immediately. I'm not like nothing drastic's gonna happen that like i'm like oh, i can't do comedy for a year and a half like yeah <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean like unless you have a kid maybe you but have a kid that's something i've talked to my wife about <laughs> extensively you know and i'm yeah. like i will continue doing open mics when we have kids like yeah. you know what i mean yeah <laughs> and that's something like i couldn't do without a great partner also yeah so it's like yeah you know picking the right person to fucking live your life with <laughs> yeah, good is, yeah. A, is a big one <laughs> uh i have no like, fucking idea where i was going with this train of thought on uh getting my life established before comedy uh no fucking idea what i was gonna say yeah we were talking about partners and uh <laughs> comedy <sighs> no idea. yeah you knew yeah you, yeah just how you kind of knew like who you were as a person when uh, you got into comedy yeah, yeah yeah um but i was gonna say that starting with like f- screenwriting and stuff like getting the <coughs> getting the aspect of taking constructive criticism personally like i feel like i passed that when i was in college oh because i used yeah. to have to write things or film things and edit them yeah and then yeah. get critiqued by my peers on a regular basis yeah like we would write five pages of a screenplay and then read it to our group and then have to get feedback immediately oh, okay it. yeah so you kind of have to build a, a callus to that <laughs> yeah and like every week and like everything i made every video i ever made every fucking everything i created in college it's like good. creatively was critiqued Crit- as yeah. fuck like you know <laughs> fuck down to like you know oh man that's, why do you leave that pressure. two seconds of 
of pause at the end of the video. Oh, just like, like you're editing everything. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why'd you leave that word on that dialogue? That doesn't make sense. Like, just like the littlest nitpicky yeah. shit. Someone who just felt like they had to have something to say, huh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that I feel like is easy to get caught up on when you're like, fuck, man. Fucking picking on all my shit, dude. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like it's pretty good. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> and I feel like I got, I got that out of the way. And now I'm in the mindset of like, everything could always be better. Right. Yeah. You're just like, always trying to improve. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, just take everything, anything anyone says. Anytime someone wants to be like, hey, man, I had a thought on your joke. I'm like, fucking let's hear it, bro. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Like, tell yeah. me. Don't fucking, don't wait. Like, let's hear it. Yeah. And yeah. it's, like, be open and. Sometimes it's hard to embrace that. Yeah. It's hard to embrace, like, the creative difference. Yeah. It's, uh, and that's, I, that's why I feel, like, super thankful for comedy because I feel like since I've hopped into it, it's. Like, as far as developing me as a person, it's made it, it's been, like, a constant practice of, like, not really caring what other people think, you know? Because, like, when you're going out there and you're trying jokes and you're just saying these wild things or whatever, like, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't, to you, you you might think it's hilarious, but you're putting it out there for people to, like, pretty much judge, you know? And And it's not like people can fake laughter you know like no one does that really you know like right like so you know if what you said works or not for the most part right but in order to do that like you kind of just have to not take it so personally like you have to just be like all right i'm gonna put it out there whatever happens like you can't take the good and you can't take the bad you gotta just like be willing to put it out there and try to make it the best that you can yeah so it's like which i think is huge for just me as a person you know being able to to kind of be true to who i am and like express myself without fearing what other people are gonna think you know right i think that's i think everybody should work on that absolutely and it's dude sometimes it's the most challenging fucking thing <laughs> yeah yeah in the oh, world fuck, yeah. dude yeah i mean i think that that in itself could kill a lot of open micers on their first mic yep 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 of like hey man this really wasn't fun yeah like, yeah this did not like go shitty well. and fucking yeah, yeah. And then they just don't come back. Yep, yep. Yeah. I know. And sometimes it's nice to get that encouragement from, you know, an experienced person that's like, hey, man, just fucking stick with it. Like, yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, it'll be okay next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. Just that little push. Yeah, man. It's challenging. But, I mean, shit, at the end of the day, comedy is kind of a, it's a, it's a single man's, or not a single man, but, like, it's just, like, a one-person game. You right. You know? Like, even you'll see it at open mics like a lot of people there's a good especially out here in the phoenix scene like i think it's a pretty good supportive system but for sure at the end of the day you can't really force anyone else to like hit open mics or whatever like you or and it's only up to you to go to mics too like you can't like you can have a support system but it's still it's it's all up to you you know to write to to perform like it's you're up there on that stage by yourself so right i think uh, that was one of the most intriguing things about it to me yeah was that i'm like it's just on me yeah yeah it's yeah like, exactly like I you make friends and stuff but it's not their responsibility to keep you you know working yeah it's like i gotta get on stage i gotta be funny i gotta get funny mm-hmm. like you gotta be better like i think that was one of the most appealing things to me about comedy is like yeah i can do this on my own i don't fucking rely on anyone yeah yeah know, it's very indi- individualistic it's yeah. yeah it's not the same as a podcast and waiting for a guest yeah 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 or like you know a podcast and having a co-host and like scheduling and like all that bullshit like yeah. you know um it's just like fucking 
it's you, dude, and you can do as much of it as much of it as you want, or as little of it as you want. Yeah, yeah. There's no one asking you to keep going or to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Either way, you, you know? can go out and do one <laughs> mic a month yeah. if you want. Yeah. I've met a couple of people like that. You know, yeah. that are like, oh yeah, just stop in every now and then. You know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just popping in. If that's what you want to do, cool, man. Yeah. And then there's kids that fucking are out there seven nights a week, every yeah. fucking night. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, it's it's always fun to watch and see what happens. Yeah. You know? We'll find out, man. I yeah. think this is a good spot to wrap this up. Yeah. We're at uh, almost three hours now. I know. We went off. Man. Yeah, man. It was good. <laughs> I hope you come back and do another one sometime. Oh, yeah. It was um, a lot of fun. Do you have any idea when this is going to come out? Or you um, I, I mean, it could come out as soon as I wanted to. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm waiting for Josh to send me new logos. Um, and as soon as I get those, I'll post it. Oh, okay. Just because okay, I would cool. like them to have my new artwork on it. Yeah. 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 I'm excited to see that. That'll be cool. Oh, I can show you what it looks like on my phone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been uh, hoping to get back into podcasting for a while and it's just now I'm into it and I'm like, well, I got to take it full, like full stage here. I'm like, I need a new logo. I need to get need to get shit properly scheduled and yeah i need to just get kind of like a, a season two like mindset of like my yeah. podcast yeah of like i'm starting season two i'm starting fresh um oh, so that's my my new logo oh shit <laughs> that's cool a little hipster melting did snowman. who came up with that justin dang well like i uh my original logo and the one that's online right now is a melting snowflake uh-huh and it was always, like, my thing. I'm like, Millennial Meltdown, like, you know, melting snowflakes. That they call Millennial Snowflakes all the yeah, fucking yeah. time, you know? <laughs> um, I and, like that. and I brought that up to him, and he's like, well, how about, like, a melting, like, hipster snowman? Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I could dig that's that, That's creative, dude. yeah. <laughs> I was like, let's see how that looks. And then that's what he came up with. And I was like, well, instead of, like, a pipe in his mouth, let's do, like, a blunt. A blunt. Yeah, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, that's what we kind of came up with together. And I'm just waiting for him to send me the finished files. It's like, I mean, it's done. That's pretty much it, huh? I'm just waiting on the files, yeah. That's sick. Oh, that's so, exciting. Yeah, it's gonna man. look good too on the cover. It's gonna be a whole crispy looking yeah podcast. It'll look way better than my current one yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'll get it that's out. Awesome. I mean, I'll definitely let you know so you can post it and yeah and everything and Sweet. definitely uh I mean come back and do some more, man. I'd like to have people on more regularly and yeah yeah. I mean anytime. I mean shit. You bought me lunch. This is the best <laughs> podcast I've ever been on, bro. <laughs> shit, <is> dude. <laughs> my secrets out there. Yeah, you uh you fucking won my heart. Oh uh, yeah, I always right try away. to feed people, dude. Ross Dinsdale came and did one, and like we had like spaghetti dinner. My wife made and stuff. Oh wow, and that's cool. Ross is like, this is the shit, and I was yeah. like, yeah, dude. Like you came all the way. <laughs> Least thing you do is feed ya. <laughs> you. Know. Yeah. You have to come. Yeah. At night, we'll do a yeah. We'll do a get dinner. some spaghetti or enchilada night or something. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'd like to do some more groups too. So, I mean, the whole party. Yeah, I mean, eventually when I get more regularly booked, I'd like to like you know, hey, yeah. a couple of the comics on the show, you want to come do a yeah. podcast before the show type of shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, get Devonte in here. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's done one. He should have done two, but I don't yeah, know, I don't have to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, uh, thanks for coming. Yeah, thank appreciate you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Feel free to plug anything you want to plug uh, before we go. Um, yeah, that's. Uh, I just want to shout out. I'm going to be hosting uh, for Daniel Bridgegat. He's starting like a show that he's going to cool. have on Wednesdays at House of Comedy. He's going to have like he has the DBG and Friends show. Yeah. 
Um, so the first one's going to be on July 7th at House of Comedy over there in uh, the Desert Ridge area. Dope. Um, so I'll be, it's his show, but I'll be hosting this first one and he's going to be like headlining it. So he's going to be putting in a good time. But oh, sick. Even more important, like I said, I'll be hosting it. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> July 7th? Yeah. Yeah. House it's, it's a good time. Cool. Uh, I'm really excited about that show. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. That'll be uh, legit. I've man. been hosting a lot more. I like hosting, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a good time. You just hosted the festival of destiny too, right? Yep, 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 yep. That's dope. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I like hosting. It's kind of fun because you're kind of like you feel like you're there with the audience. It's like, hey guys, we're you're trying to like we're all on not just together, you know? Yeah, like, just have a good time. You guys like, ready to have I'm fun? To I'm ready to have fun. Exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think and, that's uh, great, man. Other than that, my Instagram is uh, cam underscore sneed. Cam is spelled with a K. K A M underscore S N E E D cool yeah yeah it'll be on the episode too yeah i post all my shows and shit on there so and like i said i'm trying to get better on the internet trying to get better clips and just uh you know build a following a little bit at a time dope for sure man yeah yeah i'd like to start bringing my camera and setting it up and getting some more professional video but yeah it's a whole fucking task to deal with really you're going to open mics and shows and shit oh yeah 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 we should uh we should talk more about sketches too. I'm trying to like really yeah, get man. into like sketch writing, and I think especially with your experience, I could definitely use your help. So yeah, I would love to set up like regular writing sessions too. With yeah, people I'm trying to stuff. do that too. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of free time out there. Like, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Gotta fucking feel it, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's like you said, like you always feel like things can be better. Like I can always do more. So I'm just trying to like oh, fuck find yeah, that man. lane, you know. Always room for improvement. Yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, let's figure it out. Thanks for coming. Yeah, hell yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks, everyone, for watching, listening to the Millennial Meltdown podcast. Follow on YouTube, Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, wherever the fuck you get your podcasts. We're out there. So thanks. Appreciate it. See you guys later.